Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, a Teen Mom Deep Dive podcast. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hey everyone, bad planning this week. I have a huge paper, actually the biggest or longest paper I've written since grad school and I have a baby shower out of town and I was really stressed out about the idea of recording feathers and I was like, why am I stressing about this? I love doing feathers in my hair, but it was like I was feeling sick over the stress of recording, so I thought, I'm not going to do it. (laughs) So instead, I'm going to release a Patreon episode It's Family Therapy, VH1's Family Therapy, Princess is on. It's an 18-hour-long episode, as per usual, Princess. Uh, This season has Brie, Brittany, and her mom. Well, just technically Brie and Brittany, but her mom comes as well. So it is Teen Mom Relevant. We'll be back next week with regular scheduled program. If you're not sure how my Patreon works, you can go to patreon.com slash lizexplains and sign up. And I take sponsored episodes. So you can pay $20 for me to do it alone, or you can pay $50 to join me. And this episode was sponsored by Julissa. And so yeah, you can contact me, pitch an episode, and I'll let you know if it's possible. So I hope you all enjoy. Thanks for understanding. I'll talk to you about Teen Mom next week. Enjoy. Hi, princess. Hi, Liz. You know, I thought of you right away when I was asked (laughs) to do this episode, because not only do I know that you watched Couples Therapy with Dr. Jen, Mm -hmm. just in general, like you like these type of shows like I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like, I'm just going to be honest with everybody listening to this, that if all you watch is like Bravo, like you can't stand next to me. I'm like, I hit all these reality TV shows. I'm like still deep in the black ink so like <laughs> i watch it all baby i mean so- i remember what was the channel that big frida show was on girl was, like, was, and i, I remember it. like see i would because i didn't have cable at the time and i didn't have a cable login even or like i don't even know if like cable login access existed at this point and um i would babysit all of the time and i would like find fuse on the tv <laughs> Because so that I could watch Big Frida's show. Listen, Big Frida's a sweetie. It's so it was like, good. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. And so like, I I feel like a lot of time, like, you know, now reality TV is such big in podcasts and like Facebook groups and social media and things like that. But I feel like a lot of those motherfuckers are only watching like the most current Bravo show. And I'm Correct. like, no, 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 no. Like I've been in this fucking game. I watch sorority girls. Okay, don't. <laughs> Who wants to be ordinary <laughs> in this crazy mix-up world? I want to watch it right now. <laughs> so, so, like you know, uh, watching a VH1 reality show. Absolutely, I'm I'm in. Yeah, and I I think then there are people that do TLC, but then you have to go even further. Yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. need to be on oxygen, girl. You, you need, need to be watching, watching Growing Up Hip Hop Atlanta. Well, actually, let's go one step. Let's go one step further. That if you're white and all of your reality TV shows are white, watch some reality TV that has black people on it. This is true. Um, you will learn so much. There's a whole nother world out there, and also a lot of it's really enjoyable. It's really enjoyable, but I think that that is. I think there's definitely a race barrier when it comes to consumption of reality TV. I agree. So I just saw a tweet where someone said, uh, is it Tubi or Tubby? I never say it right. 
Tubi, I think. I assume it's Tubi. Yeah, it has all the Mary Marys. So I never watch that, but I did see you retweet that. And I was like, maybe I should dive into Mary Mary because I know I would like it. Just go to the season where where one of them finds out her husband's cheating and she shoots him. Like she doesn't hit him, but like they're in an enclosed garage and she just starts shooting. Okay. And that. (laughs) I will be watching that. Absolutely. But this. Okay. So I actually watched all 10 episodes of this season. It's very rare that I Mm. do that. But this was, I didn't watch every, some of them I turned it off with like 10 minutes left or whatever. I fast forwarded a little bit. But for the most part, I watched 98% of this. I watched And this was good. Yeah. This was I, good. I feel like they got the right people. Yes. Yeah. I watched it back in the day, but I don't know if I watched like every episode. Cause once again, this was like back when I watched cable and like, well, this... oh, couples therapy is on. Well, I guess maybe it's not. It was later. It's 2016. Oh, so I guess I I don't know. I must have sought this out. But because I... I had to look up where I had to look up um whole Cody Lohan was. When this oh, was out. Yeah, I think he was already like 20 by this. He was 20 point, years right? old. That, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that actually makes sense. Because you're like, are there small children like involved in this? Yeah. Yeah. So the cast is Michael and Dina Lohan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Love New York, Tiffany Pollard and her mother, Sister Patterson. Bam Margera and his mom, April. Brittany oh. and uh, Brianna Jesus. Dame Dash and his brothers. Yeah. Is that it? That's it. But I I think it it felt full. I think, well, because it's like multiple people from each. Sure. I will say the thing, the difference between couples therapy, like Dr. Jen's show versus marriage boot camp. The thing that I like about marriage boot camp is I think it really leans into the silliness and they're like, we know this is silly. We're going to put you in a room that's like decorated like a baby or we're going to put nude pictures (laughs) all over her dad. Like I, I think marriage boot camp is very like, we're on a silly reality TV show. We're going to do some like serious stuff, but we're doing silly things when couple therapy family edition is truly like Dr. Jen is like, we are doing therapy. (laughs) Uh, Dr. Jen is not in on the joke. Is what's no, going on. no, no, no. And I'm always trying to figure out if she is. No, I don't think she is. She's so serious. Remember, this is the one that came out of that room and said to us, mm-hmm. I have never heard whatever Farrah told her ever. And I'm like, I'm sure whatever Farrah told you, I knew about when I was seven years old. So just lay it on me. Tell me what the fuck it was. Like, but she was like I'm- staring to the camera saying that. I'm hearing significantly worse things in classes for my classmates that they see at internship. You yeah. know, like, like if you work in the field, like there's almost no way that Farrah could tell you something that, and, and she really frames it as being part of like the, we've talked about this on your podcast. I a hundred percent believe like Farrah went through some pretty severe abuse, but mm-hmm. like Dr. Jen knows she's doing a TV show. Yes. So I Which always kind of question. A serious TV show. Yes. Um, so I will say I was a little nervous in the first episode. I was like, is sis- our sister Patterson and Tiffany going to be too much? Because they are turned up on this, right? Liz. Like they're on, they're on a 10, like they always are. And I was worried it would feel too fake throughout the whole thing. And it did a little bit, but I found a lot of the other participants to be very earnest in a way that balanced it out well. Right. 
But the issue is that the first episode starts with Sister Patterson, whose real name is Michelle Rothschild. That was her birth name. Her name is Michelle Rothschild. Her, her name being Mich- Michelle is like shocking to it's, me. When I, because I just, girl, I was doing so much Googling during this. I was like, when did Aaliyah die? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, actually, I, I kind of remember where, I mean, I remember that. I was like, that was a long time ago, Dame. And she was like, real young when you started fucking with her yeah it's so like so when i googled that and i saw sister i was like oh my god i can't believe this this is if i saw this woman's name written down somewhere this is not who i thought would show up no no No, but it starts off with her screaming and i was like am i did i get fucked up am i like not in the first episode (laughs) it just it was a lot to start off with Mm -hmm. and i too was worried yeah they show basically you know, they start with like the couples in their natural environment, families. This is not a couple show, yeah. but it's like two people for most of them. So it feels coupley, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, but so they're like at a restaurant in, or they're somewhere and Tiffany is like drinking vodka and Gatorade. <laughs> um, they have a discussion in which she says she wants to have a baby and sister Patterson looks at her dead in the face and says, if you have a baby, I will take that baby from you and raise it as my own. <laughs> and not in like a, if anything happens to you, like, you know, I'll be there to help. No, no, no. It was like that baby will be mine. Like an evil witch kind of way. She like I'm going to take evil your witch. baby. She is a witch. She's an evil witch, not just a witch, an evil witch. Yeah. Um, And she looks like a fucking wolverine i cannot take her she is so such a specific like aesthetic she's so specific mm-hmm. I, I don't i can't name anyone who gives me the same feels as sister patterson no and it's hard to tell so sister patterson and tiffany to some extent fall in that thing where i'm like i could conceivably believe that they're doing this for the camera and they're not really like this but you all know that i firmly believe that if you're willing to go on tv under your real name on your real face and call it reality tv and act that way like you have to be demented yeah yeah i think um i think they are very much uh producers uh contestants or uh participants because they are definitely going to do whatever it needs to be to you know like a brandy glanville yeah. just shows up and slaps somebody this yeah. is what they do yeah and yeah this is their career i was looking at new york's imdb she had yeah. so many fucking shows like what what else is she gonna do yeah no nothing although let me tell you her face i i know like see the thing about plastic surgery in your face is you can do like one little thing and have a whole new fucking face Mm -hmm. and i really i think it's a nose job is what's going on but she looks so fucking different yeah i think it is it's definitely a nose job i think you're very right but her whole face is different she looks yeah she also probably lost 10 pounds got a nose job and got some cheek fillers yeah she's probably doing fillers yeah so she, she looks very different but sister patterson looks exactly the fucking same from the first time i saw her on the fucking tv so. yeah so sister patterson spends the season walking around the house and being like you're evil and then just walking away <laughs> um being in the group and being like dr dr jen's having people like say something they feel uncomfortable with and at the very beginning sister patterson is like this is not the way that you run a group <laughs> like i, I don't i don't know what you're doing but this is not the way that you do it don't you have a phd your phd 
Does she have a PhD? <laughs> I mean, she calls herself Dr. Jen. I guess. <laughs> I, she, I, so it's like Sister Patterson's funny, but I will say Tiffany acts pretty earnestly in a way that is okay for Sister Patterson to be doing whatever act that she's doing. There are times when the two of them are working in concert <laughs> together okay like when they first get there and they're like yelling at that woman about how they can't have a drink uh-huh and i don't know who sent her in there to get that bottle from tiffany but they need their ass whooped because that was not gonna happen tiffany's got um a water bottle or a gatorade bottle full of vodka and gatorade but it's got the you know it's got the uh the label off of it it's obvious there's liquor in it it's just how people carry those types of bottles and someone sent her in there to ask tiffany was there liquor in there and like can she have it i was like no don't do this yeah and they flip out there's another moment in which a man comes into their room to talk to them and like i get it to a certain extent but like you're fully clothed you're not in bed like you're in a facility you're on a tv show there are male cameramen standing in there there are two male cameramen standing in that room And all that person did is as you were going in the room, went in the room with you. And Sister Patterson turned this into, he's a rapist that chased me in here and I'm scared. (laughs) Like, I'm like, what? And she started all the screaming to the point where they have to stop other sessions. And uh, Dr. Jin comes and talks to her. And, you know, she, Sister Patterson is like out of control and even says, so like, I'm the one that's upset. You should be able to deal with this. And (laughs) To the point where she decides to run back out to the other participants and go, can you believe they chased us in here? What about you? Don't you matter? Don't you matter? Do you matter or not? And it's so, it was like, so she given me 50 cent vibes. Imagine (laughs) being April Margera and you have come here with a serious issue. Like April and Bam had a, a real serious issue. Yeah. Imagine. And then sister Patterson is like screaming about how Dr. Jen needs to help you. She was probably like, what the fuck? And April's such a mom. She's such a suburban mom. All right. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. She's really like the fact that we know who she is, is all by accident or, you know, it's not hundred percent by accident. It's not by design. So like I, she really is sitting there with her eyes all big, like, but you matter too. She's (laughs) extremely nice is her reputation. I had a friend she uh i don't know if she still does but for a while she she's like really she's an artist and she did um like not murals in people's houses but would like draw on like borders like on and so yeah. instead of wallpaper like a hand-drawn border a very one of my thing yeah mm-hmm. one of my friends growing up her parents were friends with april or something i think her sister might have dated bam at one point and um like their house like she had done their house and it was beautiful and she was just like everybody i mean i've never met her but like i always hear that she's extremely nice i believe that and on the show they were saying that but like april coming up against sister Sister patterson Patterson. actually when bam comes in sister patterson just goes (laughs) (laughs) this is so funny yeah she's just like her reaction to bam is ridiculous she's like i feel people's energy i see your soul (laughs) and like i know you're okay and bam is like it's he plays it off very well i think like he really plays it off like oh i just need a moment like she really got to me but i think he's like i need a moment to like 
<laughs> like reflect on what I'm doing here. Keep in mind, people probably walk up to Bam and say wild shit all the time. Oh, they probably, I mean, especially wild shit to people, the jackass guys, people like walk yeah. up and probably smash things on them. Yeah, they are like offer their balls to them. It's a lot yeah. of stuff happening. So I, I think he's used to interacting. That's probably with- true people in a way that just is like i'm gonna either play this off or i'm gonna like you know i think he's good at that probably by now sister patterson is also heavily team michael lohan girl (laughs) sister patterson like you and i are contrarians okay you cannot argue in front of us over and over about something without us being like listen it's not that serious and taking a side that we might not have taken if you had not beaten us over the head with the other thing a hundred percent the reason i don't like most of the things i like is because i just i'm i have to not like them yeah it's just how it is i'm just, it's just like how it is i get so tired this is why the internet gets on my nerves i'm like on day three of something i'm like guys it doesn't matter if he slapped him it's <laughs> fine people slap people and but that's that's just who i am but sister patterson is a contrarian in a way that's like like it just felt hurtful? like she's hurtful yeah. she just decided that she didn't like dina like wouldn't mm-hmm. even shake her hand and was like i just decided that since everybody else wants to say this about him he's my guy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i also think and i texted you this michael lohan has been to rehab multiple times at the point that he's on this show yeah. he now oh or at one point did own a rehab in south florida i don't know he if he still does rehab Um, i know that like he owned one uh which like everybody like everybody in south florida owns a rehab (laughs) like true like at a certain point like everybody in florida had their own rehab so but that a lot of those got shut down so i wouldn't be surprised if he was shut down um i think i read something about him getting trouble i can't remember but michael williams also like extremely i think he's very charming when he wants to be and he's very good at like being in rehab and i think sister patterson like picked up on that yeah and I, I also think she's a male identified person and oh, that, that she literally, she generally hates women. In yeah. I mean, Tiffany kind of is too. Tiffany absolutely is, but guess where she got it from? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like she's a toned down version of it. Yeah. So, I mean, just her all up in Michael Lohan's face was a lot for me. Um, But I, I expected it too. It was a lot for me when she was like, Dina is a, dark-sided devil like like go like dina's like having a ptsd meltdown and we'll talk about this but sister patterson is like she's a fucking liar she lies about everything she is the devil she's known her for like three days (laughs) if that (laughs) it's probably been 22 hours (laughs) i so part of the storyline right is that New York is pregnant. Okay. Can we talk about this? I was like, well, I know New York doesn't have a baby. Do you think New York was pregnant? I do think New York is pregnant because I feel like Dr. Jen thinks she's on a serious show. And I feel like Dr. Jen wouldn't go along with it. Wouldn't go along with that. And I know she also announced her miscarriage. She did on the Steve Harvey show. And I don't want to say she's lying about that, but I also like don't trust anything that Tiffany says ever. But that's her persona is that you can't trust anything she says. Yeah, exactly. She's always like, acting. Yeah, I don't mean that as like an insult to- towards her. And I'm not a yeah. person that's like, she's lying about a miscarriage. I just don't know what's real and what's not with Tiffany. 
And if she's not pregnant, that scene where they go to the medical facility is actors. But I don't know if they have the budget for that. <laughs> That's <laughs> true budget wise. But I was literally like, I mean, it's not like we're watching the wand go up her vagina. Like, That's true. Like, but like, I don't even think they could like get the facility. Like I, I maybe they're in a hotel. I don't know. I, but I just don't. I think she was pregnant. I think. And I, I did the same thing is that I looked up because I was like, I don't think she has any kids. So I looked it up. She doesn't. Um, and that's how I found out about the miscarriage. But Sister Patterson's insistence of just being like, <laughs> you are not pregnant. She's not pregnant. That's a lie. And I it was so hard to watch. It was so hard to watch. And it was really funny watching everybody else react to it. Because yeah. it's like one thing to watch somebody who you can tell is like making a scene and doing it for the cameras, but like watching someone tell their own daughter, even if you think they're acting like and treat their daughter and their potential grandchild that way is really probably fucking weird. Yeah. And she, and she wasn't even, addri- so what they were trying to say is that like, um, Tiffany and sister Patterson have a bad relationship and mm-hmm. it's codependent. Um, Tiffany will act out to help Sister Patterson to avoid fighting with her. So when Sister Patterson gets all hyped up, Tiffany will be out there hyped up with her, but privately be like, I don't know, I actually don't even know what she's meant, but yeah. I don't want to get involved in that. So or what- she would do things like I would notice she would bring things up. Yeah. Like because Dr. Jen like pulled it out of her. And then as soon as she realized that Sister Patterson was getting really upset, she would then get on Sister Patterson's side. Which is like, I believe that's the, their dynamic. But the whole thing was like, if we don't do a better dynamic, you're not going to see this grandchild. Mm-hmm. And Sister Patterson skips right over the dynamic that you can't be in my life too, but there is no baby. And I don't know why you keep saying that. It's And she's so calm. The whole, the whole time, there's no baby. Yeah. I believe you believe you're pregnant, but no, you're not. They and- bring her to the ultrasound place. Yeah. And she's like, and they're like, there's the heartbeat. And Sister Patterson's like, no. no. Actually, that's probably another reason I believe that it's real. Because I feel like if that wasn't real, she would have been like pretending more to be excited about the baby. I also think if it wasn't real and they tried to do that to her, she'd be like, that is a PA right there. I saw you at the crafty earlier that you're yeah. not a nurse. I think she would blow it up. And um, also, so... <laughs> So when they're talking about like Sister Patterson has a shopping issue and things like that, I'm like, that all sounds true, but we can't even get to it because Sister Patterson is walking around going, that's not real. That's not real. Oh, when she's having the cramps and they want to take her in, this is when they go to do the stuff. Mm -hmm. She goes, it's gas though. Like it's gas. Yeah. Yeah. I know you're having, it's gas because you're not pregnant. And that was really hard for me because everybody knows that that um cramping and and spotting during pregnancy is like very scary even though it's it is also quite normal for it to happen but it's scary and here new york is in pain and she looks she looks upset to me and your response is that's gas it's in your head is tough There aren't ad breaks on Patreon, so sorry for this awkward ad break. We'll be right back.
her brother shows up in the last episode. Yeah. And, and that, they just that's scream New York's at brother? each other. No, Sister it's Patterson's this... brother. Okay, okay, okay. I was like, listen, I am a black person and I also can't tell how old black people are. So I was like, <laughs> that this could be either. I don't know what's happening. And so um, yeah, they just scream at each other and why what was that for i don't he was like you need to recognize that there's the baby um and she wouldn't and he flipped out but once again it's like i don't know it's just so weird the way that sister patterson acts is so weird that i will say she is the thing that like pulled me out of the show the most because it just felt so fake sometimes it definitely felt like a vh1 reality tv show at Mm -hmm. that point Mm -hmm. so yeah but i tiffany was really good um Tiffany was really subdued in a way that was enjoyable to me. Me too, but I think she's only like that because Sister Patterson was there. Yeah, I agree with that. On the episodes of Flavor of Love with Sister Patterson is there, New York, who's been delusional the entire time, looking like lamb chop. She never opened her eyes one time. She <laughs> She's like petting her hair the entire time, smoking cigs, like ripping cigs the entire time. She loves it's, the Newport. I know. And as soon as, she, as soon as her mother gets there, her whole demeanor changes Mm -hmm. and i believe that's real i don't i mean i don't believe new york was real the entire time on the show i don't believe that but i believe the way she interacted with her father and i think that's her stepfather and her mother is a real dynamic like sister patterson walks in and goes you're fat girl what you been eating and like and i was like wow what a greeting gosh (laughs) all right let's talk about the couple that i want to talk most about um, I want to talk about Michael and Dina because if I could show somebody how you don't treat domestic violence, <laughs> couples that have intimate partner violence, um, it's this show. 101, it's this show. Well, first, I listen, I understand they're on the show because of money. That's why they're on the show. Absolutely. And I and I have a feeling they couldn't get Allie or Cody or Michael to show up. And they obviously couldn't get Lindsay to show up. Yeah, Lindsay right? was like in London or Dubai at this point. Yeah, 2016. But um, I got a feeling they would they couldn't get any all the other kids were like, absolutely not. Yeah, no. You actually don't need to go to any kind of therapy together. Please stop talking to each other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like they would never ever even be attempting to do this. So Dina came on the show because she needed the money and it's probably yeah. a decent paycheck, right? Like $75,000, $100,000 for two to three weeks of work. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not going to be more than 10 days. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's very quick. Yeah. Well, they were saying, some of them were saying it was three weeks, but then they were saying it was two weeks. So I was like, there's no that's way this is three weeks. That's there's a, no way. Two weeks max. Like on Drag Race, they tell them to talk about things in weeks, but they happen within days. Yeah. They'll be like next week, but they're talking about the, the episodes, not the uh, the, the actual, actual time. time. Yeah. Um. So Dina's like, okay, I'll go. And here's the thing. Dina is so clearly the victim of Michael Lohan. Michael Lohan is a fucking monster, but yeah. Dina was like not willing to get on TV and share anything about herself and just sat there lying the entire time. She's like, I did cocaine one time before we were married. And I'm like, Dina, baby girl, you were doing rails with Lindsay. Like, what are you talking she, about? First, she was doing rails with Michael. Like, I, I yeah. mean, like this is it's it's quite obvious like it doesn't make any sense um when he says that um 
well, he only beat her up once, and it's when he ran on ran up on her smoking crack. And I'm like, yeah, I totally believe you beat her. I I believe you saw her smoking crack, used a racial slur, and was like, what do you mean doing the crack? We do cocaine and beat her up. But he's lying as well, right? Yeah, that's not the only time he hit her. Troy did. I think Troy did Michael and Dina, or maybe you did. I'm not sure. I think Troy and I did it together. Okay, so that makes sense. But you guys went like kind of step by step and it actually was quite harrowing thinking of their relationship yeah it was um, really bad when she said so they're making him sit together and we we're talking about something and she and he he went to prison very early on mm-hmm. because listen michael lohan is exactly what you think he is okay the way he describes he goes i went to work on wall street and then ten thousand was fifty thousand, and then i was in florida and you know in florida and then i just had to do this and then i ended up in prison yeah my friend my friend (laughs) yada 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 yeah like yeah everything very very mob wives very like yeah yada 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 and then he goes to prison and she's got Lindsay and michael i didn't realize Mm -hmm. Lindsay was i always thought michael was um, but she's got Lindsay and Michael. I think they're very close in age, Lindsay and Michael. And so she, she's been, she's visiting him in prison mm-hmm. and they, they're like, well, it was nice for her to visit you in yeah. prison. And he goes, yeah. Cause we were trying to work it out. And she goes, well, he did tell me that people were watching me. And if I didn't come visit him, I believe he was going to kill one of my family members. And he's like, what? <laughs> I, this was so funny. Cause Jen was like, that's really amazing that you did that with the yeah. little baby. You went to see him every, because Michael's like, you know what? Dina came every week to see me. She did that. And Dr. Jen's like, that's amazing. And then Dina goes, well, he did tell me that he would have uh, mobsters following me around and they would kill my family if I didn't come visit. And I believe her. (laughs) I believe her. I believe her about everything that she says about Michael. I don't really believe anything she says about herself and her drug use because she, like, what would Dina benefit from coming on there and be like, yeah, I smoked crack? She wouldn't. And I think that that's one of, she's also, God, that shirt. But she's a person that denies things. Oh, yeah. To the end. And just like Lindsay is, Lindsay, you go back and watch that own show with Lindsay where she's just basically like, I'm going to tell you a different version of reality and I'll keep saying it until you believe it's true. That show is so fucking good. The way that they're like, that they're like, we're just breaking the fourth wall. Like we're telling you that everything Lindsay did wrong. Yeah. So good. It was so good. But um, yeah, so Lindsay does the same thing, but one of the plot, an early like conflict between Michael and Dina on the show is that she like denies everything. He gets up, he like storms out, he's all flipped out. And then a little later he like comes up to her and he's like, I brought you this. And he kind of places this shirt on the table that says, I deny everything. It said deny everything. Okay. Cause he, and keep in mind, he had not actually been in conflict with her at that moment. It'd been hours ago. Hours. He's a stunt queen. Yeah. And he was like, wait, I brought a shirt. I'm going. And I think that matters in the way we tell this story because he did place it in front of her. Yes. But they hadn't been speaking at all. They had a blow up earlier and he did come charging over there with yeah. his red face and throw and like if, also, if I was sitting there, I'd be like, what the fuck is he coming over here like that for? Also, like I believe that Michael Lohan beat the shit out of Dina repeatedly. I, I believe, believe so that she is his victim. 
And just because she does coke with her daughter doesn't mean that he wasn't beating her up, you know? Like, right. I she's definitely... not the perfect victim that we all want. Exactly. And that is scary. Like, she's already kind of dealt with him flipping out once. And then she is, like, probably finally relaxing a little bit. And then he comes charging out of nowhere, like you said. And you don't know what he's doing. It's you don't know what he's that doing. You came to give me a shirt. That's weird. Mm-hmm. What else uh, does he have here? Yeah. And, and so, but that becomes a source of conflict. It, it brings in New York and Tiffany as well. And several other people. Yes. Well, first of all, Dina flips the fuck out and she basically is like, I don't feel safe here. So they bring in security guards to stand outside of Dina's door. And like, once again, okay. An ethical therapist, which obviously Dr. Jen is not would step back and go, maybe I shouldn't treat a couple if I feel like I need to have security guards here for one of them to keep them safe. Or even if I don't believe anything's going to happen, she is so fucking terrified of him that the only way she can feel safe is if there are security guards here. Yeah. And also they kind of pinned her into her room Mm -hmm. as a pull. And then Michael's free to roam around schmoozing people. Mm -hmm. It's weird. And first of all, I think Michael is a more likable person than Dina in these situations. Yes. Because Michael will admit to yeah. not everything, but he but he admits to a lot of shit. He's Michael's really good at Darvo. Um, he honestly like we're not. He's very Johnny Deppian in that he's like re- he's good at admitting some things, but then it's like yeah, but I did this, and now you need to admit what you did. Yeah, because I'm admitting this. Admit what you did. Admit what you did. And it's like, well, no, like that's actually not the way it works. Like he admits to small things and then uses that as ammo against Dina. Well, it tricks us because we'll because we're saying, well, he is telling the yeah, some truth. He, he's the one that's telling the truth. Yeah, and so that's difficult. And she's obviously lying. Yeah, and here's the thing: this is like I noticed this in Jersey Shore. Any time you're in an enclosed space, right, with people. And you're with a couple that doesn't get along. You like the one that is more under control. You like the one that's not making a scene. You like the one that's not screaming and crying. And that's Michael. Yeah. Yeah. And then he comes over and goes, listen, I was a bastard. Okay. I cheated on her. I did all kinds of drugs. I did like Thomas Ravenel and Catherine. Yeah. Yeah. But he's like, but she also, she did think she, once I was at a soccer game and security came up to me and that hurt me. Yeah, <laughs> it's like okay, but didn't you throw her down some stairs? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael Dina like kind of turns the story with the t-shirt into that he threw it at her. Yeah, which I do think like may like April was like, well, he didn't throw it at her. Like it wasn't like good that he did it, but he like didn't throw it at her. But Tiffany's like, no, that was scary. Like that was scary what he did. I can kind of understand from April's point of view because once again, Michael's the one that's admitting things. If you don't know michael's history which she probably didn't because you would really only know if you're like an obsessive pop culture follower right like i can see how you're like she's just reacting girl can i say the whole time this was going on i could hear nini's voice go on hey Lindsay lohan's daddy <laughs> <laughs> the whole time anytime you do something like that's Lindsay lohan's daddy <laughs> it's he's such a it's so interesting to even see him in this environment because he's such a he's almost like a person onto himself. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like like Michael Lohan is like a legend. 
Uh, and like, I was just thinking today about how him and John Gosling used to run around doing coke and fucking the same people. I was going to say Kate Major. Hello. Yeah. Because isn't that, isn't that, doesn't he have a kid with her and Lindsay yeah, refused I to think, acknowledge? I think they had twins. <laughs> That's right. Because twins are going around because Charlie Sheen had twins at like around the same time. Oh, that Denny took into her house and she had to not have them in her home anymore. Yeah. Was... I mean, a lot of shit was going on yeah um, but like he's just got this legend to him and he's he you know he's got that rehab way of being like let me tell you the worst things i've ever done mm-hmm. that's what i mean my worst nights let me tell you and he really bonds with bam in that way mm-hmm. yeah oh, I, I, as of 2015 the twins or the kids lived with michael ohan's mother i don't know where they are today. in 2020 she got a protection order against him Kate major there's a i'm just saying that michael lohan watching him in this environment mm-hmm. um really was like i was like i'm watching a living fucking legend walk he's a like, con man he's a con man he's everything you think he is so when they can the, the, another conflict they have is they make him go to a place that i never want to see on reality tv again have you ever wanted to watch someone break things on reality TV like this? No. And here's the thing. Taking someone who it taking a couple that has had intimate yes. partner violence to a place in which they display physical violence yes. is crazy. Um, he's also saying things too about you as he's beating things up which is a thing that abusers do in the home. Yes. Like this is like an, a smash room that's your house when you're he in an ha- abusive relationship he has a weapon when you gave it to him and told him to tell- talk about me a smash room is novel for like brianna and Brittany, right where it's yeah. like i mean they might throw some stuff a little bit but like when you breaking things is very very com- once again just go back and look at those pictures of johnny depp and amber Heard's house like like they you live in a smash room most of the time when you're in a physically abusive relationship and like watching with a mallet like scream like i want to chop her head off as he's like smashing things it's so crazy it's also like the idea that like an anger management specialist is like come on let's go hit things like that physical release actually doesn't help anger in that way this was actually this is obviously production's idea obviously oh of course but like just so you guys know like actually that's why people are like oh my god you like to fight you should get into boxing it's like no <laughs> you should get into meditation <laughs> like yeah. you, you're not you shouldn't be doing more things like spike that thing in your brain that makes you want to break and hurt things and so poor dina like i feel genuinely very bad for her here jen is like She's like, I don't want to go. She's like, I don't want to do this. And Jen is like, you must do this. And like forces her to come in and like yell something as she hits it. And then Dina's sobbing out of her mind, sobbing. She's so scared. She's so flipped out. It's like, because this was her life. How many things do you think she's seen Michael break? Yeah. As he screamed, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And, and I listen there are all types of abuse guys there are all types of abuse but this idea that 
Michael Lohan beat up Dina Lohan, threatened to kill her family members unless they stayed together. I believe he sexually assaulted her. I, I think that's part many times. Like I, I mean, it usually their, is. Yeah, but I think there's like, I think like, I I might be making this up, but I think I recall like one of their kids was conceived through sexual assault. Like it's it's oh. it's really bad. And when I heard that they've been together for 16 years, I was like, oh my God, I didn't know that this was all going. But they are saying that all of those things are equal to mm-hmm. Dina being mm-hmm. passive aggressive with mm-hmm. child custody. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I'm I'm a pro being bad about child custody, but guys, like those are not the same things. Uh, oh, there was one interesting thing that Michael said at the beginning. He's like, Dina's here because she has no money. You know, she stole $70,000 from Lindsay. That's why Lindsay fired her. I was like, mm, yeah, she probably did that. <laughs> like, sure Dina probably did. did that. But yeah, you're right. Like, so Dr. Jen's whole thing, this, the theme of this season is getting a domestic violence abuse victim to apologize to her abuser literally exactly the entire theme they're like dina you must admit your mistakes you made mistakes why aren't you admitting your mistakes over and over and over again and dina's like honestly like kind of props to dina because she's like i'm not gonna apologize she's like they break her down at the end though they do and i like i get it it's for tv whatever but like she's really insistent she's like they're like dr jen keeps being like but you're not perfect, Dina. Okay. Yeah. Everybody makes mistakes, Dina. And Dina's like, I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I'm not going to apologize to the man that terrorized me for 20 years. Yeah. And, and still is. Cause why are we here? And, and like, I totally believe Dina is, was emotionally abusive to her children. She's probably oh. has um, some emotional oh. incest relationships with Lindsay. And Here's Michael. my thought. My thought was like, well, and Aliana too. She oh, tried- God. My thought was, Dina needs to be apologizing to her children, not to Michael. Michael is not the person she needs to apologize to. Get those four kids in this room so that she can apologize to them because they're her victims in many ways. Michael, fuck you, Dr. Jen. Like this is, it's honestly disgusting the way that they would even let like a couple that's had serious domestic violence come on the show. I can't reiterate enough how serious this domestic violence was. This was not like we occasionally push each other. Um, and yeah. like he admits to punching her in the face. If you're willing to admit to that. And he's like, that was, you know, she was smoking crack. So I decided to punch her in the face. And like, like that's a reasonable reaction. And I think that the thing is crack is incendiary, right? It's like, like hearing crack makes of people course. go wow it was bad and yeah and I, and I think he tells that story like that on purpose of course he does I, I i and then he has a nerve to he's constantly talking about how hurt he is how this how he how like his 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 the whole thing is that he's like she is lying about everything except for the time i punched her in the face uh, yeah he also is like she had my kids hate me it's like big you just admitted to punching her in the face. Maybe your kids don't like you for that. She, they, if they were together for 16 years, I'm sure the kids have seen. Oh, uh, Lindsay had that song. Oh yeah. I Remember love that song. Actually. In the music video. 
I love that fucking song. Lindsay's the music video was Smash it. House. <laughs> yes, Lindsay's. I mean, Lindsay's talked about it. She watched her dad beat the shit out of her mom. Like they've openly yeah. discussed this. Like, did Michael- he get arrested at the uh, uh, at the premiere of that? What's the twin movie? Parent Trap. He got arrested at the Parent Trap. I don't, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> he did. I, I'm pretty sure he did. I bet money on it. He got arrested there. It. He's been arrested so many times. Um, she's seen her father locked up so many times. She's seen him beating her. Like, and he's also listen. He's emotionally abusive too, guys. He definitely manipulates. He definitely. <sighs> I'll, he does all of the oh, same shit that Dina does. By the way, not to I just was googling that, but he did recently, as of June, play plead guilty to uh, patient brokering, which is like oh, shady Florida rehab shit. The rehab shit, yeah. <laughs> which makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing where they're doing things like um, getting you in there. Like, wasn't it as bad as people were like getting okay. people high? So yeah, basically. <sighs> There's a lot of different ways to do it. If he was running a rehab center, what he was probably doing was paying people to come to his treatment center. Yeah. And then he's able to charge $1,500 for each urine analysis and doing three to five of those every week for each person. Um, There's a lot of different ways to do patient brokering, but that's a really big one. Uh, Like the, the urine analysis is the, I mean, there's, I've posted this article before where it's like the gold rush is what they were calling it in the newspaper. There's a really good article on this. And because the urine is the gold rush. And so basically it's like the means of like getting people into treatment illegally so that you can then charge there. Right. Or like faking drug tests for them. Mm -hmm. Because like, I, I remember one of my friends was like very high up at his, respectable i use that in quote marks but they've never been in trouble treatment center and he's like yeah we've had a bunch of people leave to go to the treatment center that like my house manager's owned and he's like there's no way that their insurance is approving that much like uh, outpatient therapy there's no way because i've seen their insurance i see what benefits they get and there's no way that somebody with nine months sober would get approved for this level of care and so like that means that they're faking the uas so that they can show the insurance company that they need a higher level of care yeah and uh, am i surprised by any of this no he is a con man the way he explained insider trading was like bro (laughs) bada bing bada boom (laughs) but this is all typical i mean he he i mean i was about to say he doesn't pretend to be anything he isn't but that's not what i meant i mean that like when you look at michael lohan and spend and talk to him and he calls and he goes hey i'm mike mike lohan and Mm -hmm. like you know who you're dealing with immediately god he was the 117th person arrested by the palm beach county sober home task force (sighs) including like truly 20 people that i know (laughs) (laughs) but i also think he's sober right now uh yeah i think he's been sober through most of this so that's interesting it's not that uncommon it's really not that uncommon i i thought it was interesting the way he said that looking at cocaine makes him sick um i don't know i just that's like rehab talk i know but i just think it's so interesting that he's like well no i don't people get sober all the time and they're really bad people guys they sometimes they get worse because they don't have anything to like you know, take the edge off. People yeah. get sober and like they, they're still their worst selves. It, well, <laughs> also here's the other thing. Um, 
a lot of people get sober have pretty extensive criminal backgrounds and they can't get good jobs. Like they, you know, and especially if they were like making money in their addiction hustling, you and I talk about this all the time, the addiction of the fast cash. And if you can't even get a job or you can only get like a minimum wage job, it makes sense that even though you're sober, you're going to go back to making money. Like, and if money is the thing that you care about, there's just a lot, a lot of sober people that are doing this type of stuff. Yeah. I, it's, it's, I think a lot of times people assume that you get sober and then you become the best version of yourself, but that's yeah. not true. You're just a sober version of yourself. And sometimes yeah. that can even be worse. So yeah. And sometimes really bad people do get sober and get a lot better because they put in the work. Right. Yeah. But like, if you don't put in the work, you don't change. Um, but yeah, watching Michael and Dina was horrific. It was like genuinely the the Smash House thing like genuinely upset me. It was like, yeah, same. that that I was like this this is fucked up. I don't care how bad of a person Dina is; she doesn't deserve this. It just they're lucky she didn't have like some sort. I mean, she she was yes. upset. But they're yes, lucky she didn't she, have some like psychotic breakdown. Like fully went. Why? I mean, she was having a full trauma reaction. Like, I'm surprised yeah. they didn't have to take her to the hospital. Like, yeah, they're like this is not the type of thing you you play with with people. And yes, um, they're playing games, and which is I why just... they shouldn't have been allowed in the house at all. I don't think that these shows should take couples that have documented history of violence. And you know, they never talk about. That's why I had to look up how old Cody was, because the way they were talking about it is if they were still doing like handoffs, and I was like, these two people literally never have to be in a room again together and i know weddings okay you guys don't have to be in a room together yeah you don't ever have to be five times over the course of the next 50 years and you didn't if you are in a room together you never have to speak or sit next to each other or interact plenty of divorced people do it yeah and so like i was like what are we doing here and then what really like like i i hated to see is that I watched them fall back into their patterns. Mm-hmm. You know, when the part where they're getting along. <gasps> oh my God. I was like, wow, these two fucked for a long time. After a long time. Up. Well, I, I also she- think that they broke up and got back together all of the time. Like I think yeah. like any violent couple, right? Like any abusive yeah. couple. Like, yeah, when they were doing that and she was like, he was like, mm, I still got it. I can still make you laugh. I was like, I wonder if they fucked. I believe they could have. Like, I, I wouldn't be Why wouldn't they? It. I don't know. And and they she said that they she's like 20 when they meet and they get mm-hmm. married within three months. Mm-hmm. And then she got pregnant on her honeymoon and she got pregnant on her honeymoon. And so we're locked in at this point. Right. Because mm-hmm. there's question. I know she I know she went back and forth with her parents and stuff, um, but like getting pregnant really like it it changes your options and mm-hmm. then she got michael right after that then he's in prison he's threatening to kill your family members if you don't bring if you don't come visit and then probably be nice at the visit right so when you come mm-hmm. there you better be like or something's bad's gonna happen to you mm-hmm. he gets out you guys try to make a go of it again probably somebody in your family said something like uh kids need their fathers what are you going to do? And then you guys have more kids. One of your kids gets fucking famous. Like, yeah, yeah, it's a mess. It's so, it's just, it just full stop. They shouldn't have been allowed on this show. True. Put True. Michael on celebrity rehab. Oh yeah. I do. Well Michael would be great on celebrity rehab. Are you kidding me? Yeah. He's so, he's so good at it. He's so good at being in rehab. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's talk about 
Brittany and Brianna, who I forgot that they went just the two of them. I didn't. I this is the reason I I was excited to watch the show in 2016 because I was like Brianna. I know Brianna because well, I thought their mom went with them because I could only remember the scenes with their mom. Oh, because the other scenes they're mostly doing reactions. Yeah, because they theirs is all. I mean, okay. Here's the thing, Brittany and Brie. I'm sure were fighting a lot and like had issues, but they were not ever at the point of like we're not talking. I don't think. They probably were still sleeping in the same room. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, uh, VH1's going to pay us how much? <laughs> right. And I'm pretty we, sure. What, we do fight. Team, team Mom 3 get canceled maybe two years prior to this. Yep. So, yeah. yeah they they like, want to get on the show. And I'd be like, they do have issues. At one point they said, um, Roxanne breaks a bunch of shit. Like they, she they broke were saying- Britney's door and Britney's lamp. And Brie was like why is your door broken not for nothing right 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 right. oh my god i was like broken because you have a a smart mouth (laughs) i think i genuinely think roxanne has been medicated in the last five years like even from her first season on teen mom 2 like when they first came back and she was jumping on the table like i think she's medicated now because i mean brie just revealed that both britney and roxanne have uh bipolar disorder diagnoses and i was like i wonder if they both got them within the last few years probably i mean and actually watching this made me want to go back and watch bringing britney because <laughs> oh, remember yeah. when she basically threatens that she's going to keep moving away and the whole time we're like no you're not yeah she's like i'm moving to california I'm going i to think Japan. she wanted to go to seattle yeah, oh right seattle not even california <laughs> Like you're gonna go from Florida to Seattle. That's yeah. like the furthest you can go diagonal in the country. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So they are basically just like we fight a lot. We don't have a relationship outside of fighting. Um, but they, it is interesting listening to them talk about their family and their childhood. And yeah. Doctor Jen would ask them questions about family dynamics, and they'd be like, "Oh, we don't know." And she'd be like, what do you mean? We You don't know. And they'd be like, "My, we would ask her mom and she would just tell us it's none of our business. They don't even know if their parents were married. That's, oh, that was she would the say, craziest She thing. would say, it's none of your business. <laughs> That's such a weird thing to say to somebody. You children, not just somebody. <laughs> no, I'm saying like, like most people. I, it's a like, weird, especially I understand. weird thing to say to mommy are you married to daddy that's none of your business (laughs) i understand that like it feels like you are a part of your parents marriage when you are technically not a part of their marriage Mm -hmm. i get that it's because you live in the same household with them but small details like are you actually married is my business yeah (laughs) yeah i should know my family structure (laughs) there are plenty of things in a marriage that are not the children's business plenty of things but if your kids are asking you are you guys married it's a yes or no answer. Yeah, yeah. I okay. So when they talk about their all of their family dynamics are fucked up. Their family dynamics with Roxanne are fucked up. It's also that Brie is the baby. We always know mm-hmm. that she. And I think they're two years apart. By the way. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense because she was six months when, or no, she was already twelve months by the time Roxanne met Brianna's dad. Right. So like. They're about two-ish, maybe two and a half years apart, but Brittany is expected to be a full adult and yes. breathes the baby at all times, which, although I find that to be, like, stupid, 
Uh, you guys know I'm going to bring up the fact that they went to college and sat outside with her <laughs> while she went to college because they're idiots. Well, how but- about Dr. Jen showed the pictures of them and in every picture, Roxanne's like squeezing Bree's Brittany's like off to the side. Yeah, but it really set, like, I know Brittany feels like she is not loved in the same way Brie is. Well, and she's not. She isn't. And <laughs> when they talked about power, Brittany mm-hmm. said, I originally wrote down my mom, but it's really brianna because brianna controls my mom mm-hmm. by being like a little baby and, and by i thought threatening no- access to nova and anytime there's a physical fight brianna picks up nova mm-hmm. and i thought i was like okay oh oh so you're saying roxanne won't hit you while you're holding nova that i didn't believe <laughs> yeah she'd pop you in the face even if you're yeah. holding the baby but and then she'd be like, put the baby down. Yeah. She'd be like, listen, Brianna, you cannot be yelling in front of that baby. And you're like, wait, you punched me in my eye. <laughs> oh my God. You know, I can like perfectly see one of them crying like, mom, you hit me. And her being like, baby, baby, you just don't, you can't do that, baby. Yeah. <laughs> listen, I, you guys, you have to respect me. Okay, I do so much for you. I can see her doing the conversation. Uh-huh. And by the end of the conversation, uh-huh. you feel guilty because you didn't take out the garbage and your eye is all swollen up. Yeah. I mean, there's also the fact that their dad left one day and just never came back. I, that is, it's, that's so mean. I almost laugh out of like nervousness, yeah. like to mm-hmm. just like, you didn't even take your shit. Like you just, I mean, I've talked about this before that in high school, I had a friend whose dad, when we were like 15, kind of just disappeared. Um, She saw him like every once in a while. So definitely more than Bernie and Bernie did. Like he'd answer the phone sometimes, Mm. but it was like truly the most bizarre thing in the world. Um, It's funny. My friend and I were just talking about that, Uh, but like, it's truly the most bizarre thing in the world. And I always think about that when I hear Bernie and Bernie talking about it, because that fucks you up. How old were they when this happened though? When they got pregnant. (laughs) what yes i missed this completely i that, swear to god i'm pretty sure that's all i mean i doubt he was around around at that point you know what i mean like he probably i don't think he was living with roxanne i wouldn't be surprised if he was in new york and they were in florida but they yeah. say that it's when they got pregnant and that's also they got pregnant right because they got pregnant at the same time famously and Brittany didn't keep the baby like a week and the but way then she had to raise to- no <laughs> i know she really got <laughs> fucked <laughs> but at the same time like she did she could have went to college you know what i mean like she it's it's Listen. like she she britney sacrifices because she's been conditioned to do it but at the same time it's like okay but you're 20 now yeah and also so get a job and move out that family's the whole thing that she knows yeah I, yeah, it's not that. Sim- I'm not saying it's like so simple, but yeah. it's also like this did become your life, but it also like didn't have to be. Like you did have options. She had choices Th- throughout this whole like season. I was watching it. The way people say "shut up" to each other is really like <laughs> almost triggering to me. And like far be it for me to be like a soft baby. I come from a family where people would just scream "bitch" at each other, no mm-hmm. problem. But like shut up is so rude i agree shut up wasn't really a word that was used in my house it's like fuck you came out a lot more than shut up right but shut up is like 
I don't know, bad manners. I went to a <laughs> camp that we weren't allowed to say shut up at, and they called it the SU compound. And I think <laughs> all the time I was like nine years old. It's like, don't use the SU compound. Don't oh, use it. That's such a mouthful. But like Sister Patterson, as she was yelling at the therapist, was like, shut up, <gasps> shut up. Okay, wait. And, uh, we need lot. to talk about Sister Patterson and Nova. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I really, I already hated Sister Patterson. I really hate Sister Patterson. And this is when it's like, it doesn't matter if you're playing a character because Bree's not playing a character and that daughter is not a character. Right. And, and Nova's so such a sweetie Petey. Nova is there because, as we'll talk about in a second, Roxanne comes, they bring Nova. Nova is like peak sweetie Petey, right? Yeah. She's like three here. She's so fucking cute. Um. And Bree's like, say hello to Miss Patterson. Like, just like having them say hello. Like, she's not like, here, stranger, hold my baby. But she's like <laughs> introducing Nova around. Yeah. And Sister Patterson goes, I'm not going to talk to her. She should not be talking to me. You should not, in front of Nova, first of all, <laughs> doing yeah. it first. You should not have her talking to strange men and women. And then she keeps going on. And Bree like screams at her. I was like, good for you, Bree. And like, that's like a real mother that you're criticizing. Like you're saying something really hurtful to her, regardless if you're playing a character or not. Yeah. And basically she's saying you're, she's saying that Nova is your- not being protected. Yeah. She's saying you're going to get your daughter molested. Right. And it'll be your fault. Cause that's- you told her to say hello to people. That's what you're saying when you say that. Yeah. And that's a very like old black lady way to talk about things, you know, mm-hmm. like this is this child's fault, like culturally, like sure. It's, it's gotta be your fault because you, that kid's too friendly. Mm-hmm. What else? I, the way people talk about kind of like R. Kelly, as soon yeah, as the they talk girls. Yeah. And they'll say like, where are the parents? Like if, yeah. like if you come across an unattended child, you're allowed mm-hmm. to have sex with them. Yeah. That's not, that's not how it works. And so I just like, that's the she gave me a lot of that and i really disliked it immensely it was mean it wasn't just like creating drama it was really mean it was really mean and brie is very sensitive about nova and also you don't know those day who seuss girls will chop on top of you sister matt patterson you're very lucky brianna starts screaming at her and britney like pops up and she's (laughs) like what's going on i was like yes brit like Look, I know a lot of people hate, I know people hate them. I know they, whatever. I like watching Britney stick up for Brie. I think it's fun. And I like that even if they're fighting, like if Brie, here's the thing, you know, we could talk for a million years about the Richard sister and how Kyle lets cat, people scream at her sisters, blah, 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 blah. Say what you will about Britney and Brianna, but like nobody's screaming at Brianna except uh, for Britney. Britney's, Britney's the only one ever going to be friends with Elisa Renna ever because of that one time you looked at her sister fucking funny yeah and it is that always healthy no actually sometimes i think it's healthier (laughs) not to be that way but i do like to watch it on television in the last couple of weeks like this is this is the only way i know how to love actually like that you must go to to the fucking mat for the people you love or you don't fucking love them but in the last couple of weeks i've been like reading a lot and i was like Oh, is that what codependency is? Yeah. (laughs) When people, I see so many people be like, it doesn't matter. Like, because I've been reading so much stuff about the Richard sisters. It's like, it does not matter what your sister does. You are never allowed to let somebody else come for them. And I'm like, well, no, that's that's actually not true. But that is how I run my fucking relationships. (laughs) So like, I, but. 
Oh my what? God. I saw the funniest TikTok that I meant to send you. And it was what? a mom and her kid was being bullied. And so she went and had a meeting with the other kid's parents and the kid there. And the mom was fucking around and the kid went and apologized. And the mom punched the other mom in the face oh my and God. said to the kid, I'll do it again. <laughs> it said something like your mom can't protect you because she can't come at me. I'm going to beat her ass. Yeah, that's how I run my life. And I know that's not I thought, the right I thought thing. of you immediately. <laughs> it's not the right thing, but that's how I interpret love. Well, and also culturally, Brittany and Brianna are far closer to what I grew up with than anybody, like Brittany's especially. Yeah. And so like you do not, like we are, we're a family, we're together and we have each other's back because nobody else will. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's an understandable dynamic but i also think it's one that we should examine as adults it's unhealthy yeah <laughs> and so but still- well, it's the same dynamic that it's the good of it of being loyal and protective is the bad of it because you're loyal and protective and you get hurt yeah and you're not responsible for for other people's opinions i mean feel feelings and so when someone explained codependency that way like mm-hmm. i understood what it was but that they said if you have a person in your life who you can't bear to have for them to ever have like a bad feeling. Mm-hmm. Like my husband's face flashed before my eyes. Like, I don't want a drop of sadness to ever touch him in his life. Mm-hmm. And I was it's like, it's oh, not a realistic way to live. It's not. And it's not how it's, it's just not healthy. I know healthy is yeah. relative, but it's just not healthy. And so, well, it's not because you can't control it. So all you're doing is exerting energy over something that you absolutely cannot control. You can't. And sometimes making it significantly worse because then you start to meddle and get involved in this valiant effort right. to save them. And oh, you've just fucked it up worse. And also like, I was thinking about like my body chemistry, the way, like one of the things he and I were talking about is how I will... Every time I see him, every time we pass each other in the house, I ask him if he's okay. Like the first thing I say is, are you okay? The first thing I see when I see him in the morning, I just go, what's wrong? Are you all right? And he's really annoying. (laughs) Yeah, it's super annoying. But also he's like, you're acting like, like if I, he's like, I can't even say no, because I'm afraid you're going to like, yeah, no, that's a really good point because then that person can't be authentically honest with you. And they, he doesn't have the space. Yeah. And it's like, well. I sometimes I just want to be a little sad, but I don't want you to do anything about it. Right. Right. So we've been like, we had that conversation That's and good, princess. this morning I saw him and I, I almost fucking said it. And I was like, Ugh. by the way, I love <laughs> you guys have been together for 12 years, 13 years, uh, 15 married in December. I mean, and you got married immediately. So yes. I like how you say 15 <laughs> married, like there's many years of dating there's, beforehand. There's no difference. Um, <laughs> But I do, th- I think that's lovely that like 15 years in, it's like, let's work on this dynamic. Yeah. That's we great. Do talk. Good for I you. Appreci- and I appreciate that he's not a talker mm-hmm. by heart. Like, you know, you and I are, I can talk about my feelings all fucking day. Sure. And he, he's not. And so I appreciate it that he was like, I want to like, mm-hmm. I, I want to do this and I want to talk about this. And like, I, I just, and. I've been trying for the last year or so to really take steps back from like, I can't be everybody's everything and be inside of everything at all times. Yeah. Especially and when you have 22 children. I know, but like, I'm not going to step back from them. So don't even ask me to, but like, I, I, I just feel like I've, I've been trying to do things better and I mm-hmm. just want everyone to have like more emotionally healthy. I, I don't want us to be fighting on a stage at the team on three reunion. Yeah. I, I don't want to do that. And so uh, it's, it's like, it's, it's a process though. 
But yeah, like for sure. In terms of like Britney and Brianna, Bri- Brianna's saying that she feels like she's locked in her family. The same way Britney says it. And Britney immediately says, shut up, Brianna. Because like, uh, we take care of you. Every time you have some hood rat come over the house and fuck you over, we're right there for you. That whole speech, I was like, whoa. I think this is a really good dynamic of how being the golden child, not choose like raised by narcissist terms, but like being the golden child also fucks you up and you also have a warped perspective. But yeah. when you are like the scapegoat child, like Brittany is, it's like really hurtful to hear the golden child and hear say those things. But like, if you want true healing, like you have to accept that it was bad for both of you. Yeah. And that like, there are negatives to being the one that's protected too, even though it can be hard to see that perspective and to have empathy for that. But like Brie does feel trapped in her family, right? Like she does Mm -hmm. feel trapped by her mother and her sister. And like, she's allowed to feel that way because it's true. Even if Brittany is treated worse by their mom. They don't respect Brianna. (laughs) That's what it is. They think she's dumb. I mean, and to this day, that's why Roxanne will be like, yeah, of course I invited Devoin and his mother over. Yeah. Yeah. I called Lewis. One of the meanest things my mother-in-law has ever said in my presence is one of her daughters was talking and she just stopped her and said, listen, you don't have good ideas. If you ever thought you had a good idea, you should check with other people because you're, you don't, you don't know how, no, you need somebody to check up on you. So the next time you think you have a good idea, stop, call your sister and see if it's a good idea. And it was so, I laughed so hard because I was like, that is so fucking mean because it's so like, you are dumb. Yeah, you're not and worthy. You're not worth like like girl, we don't even let you have your own thoughts. So stop. <laughs> and that's how they talk about Brianna and I know that's it's, it's it has to be hard. I so what happened in this episode about the parent the father? What I found interesting is that it's still going on today on fucking Team Mom too. Yeah, it's <laughs> honestly perfect timing for this. Yeah. So Roxanne comes because Dr. Jen's like, we need to find out some more things. And basically they're in a session, the three of them. And Roxanne is kind of starting to flip out. They're talking about their dad and Brittany, like, I guess just like got a gut feeling. Cause she said, I've never seen my mom, like really crying like that and like acting like that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, are you telling me, don't tell me that's not my father. That's not my biological father. And Roxanne admits that it's not i cried actual tears during this scene i was like really upset by this and like not in the way that i was upset by like dina like that made me angry this made me fucking sad uh britney like is running out of the room crying brianna's like scream crying like how could you do this and Roxanne, like at one point, Brie goes and like is hugging Brittany and she's like, This doesn't change anything. I love you so much. You're my sister. Like it really like it really got to me. It was just fucking sad. And then Roxanne is like, You can't be mad at me, Brittany. And I'm like, shut the fuck up, Roxanne. Yeah, she, can. she can't absolutely be mad at you. She's and this is like Oh, I'm- and of course the revelation of, oh yeah, by the way, you you have a different father. Oh, and PSC's dead. Yeah. And they're not. They're, they're not 10. No. So if you wanted to have this conversation with them, there were many times when it would have been absolutely appropriate to have it. Not today. And so, and he's already dead. But I have to say, like, you know how we t- we sometimes talk about how 
there are certain situations that were just like, what? That's just normal. Like when you were talking mm -hmm. about grandparents and like not not missing them that much. <laughs> I, I remember anybody talks about their grandparent being dead and they're sad. I'm like, grow up. Yeah, like come on. <laughs> <laughs> I I remember watching this the first time and watching this time and being like, okay, so you didn't have no daddy at the beginning of the day, you ain't got one now. So what do you want? And I know that that's the wrong, like mm -hmm. I just was like, this is a lot of walking to get back to start. So like I, but this is how, but this shows you the ways in which I'm fucked up mm -hmm. and that like finding out someone's not your father to me is like, so like, I, what does that matter? Did you and always know that your dad was not your biological? Yeah. Yes. Because you were older when they got together. I always to knew know. that, but I did not always know who my biological father was. I didn't know he was in prison either. And when I how found out you, when you found that out, uh, maybe seven ish, my mom was still married to him very michael and dina lohan <laughs> and she wanted to get remarried to my stepfather uh -huh. and so she had to go get a divorce which meant she had to tell him where the fuck she was uh -huh. and she never had told him she hadn't spoken to him in seven years uh -huh. and so like when my mom told me that she was like well you know that so-and-so isn't your father one of my brother's fathers i was like yeah because how do two dark-skinned people make a light-skinned person and she's like exactly good girl I was like, like you're not that your mom is probably like princess is smart yeah she's <laughs> like you got it right and then she, I was like well where is she's like in prison and I was like oh so he's been like breaking the law she's like yep and I was like okay well cool thanks for letting me know and that was it that, that really was the whole fucking conversation we when I started seeing my father in prison like we we seriously did not have any of those conversations. And I know for a fact that that is not the way it's supposed to go. Yeah, but... you would never do that with your kids. No, I love my kids. So like, <laughs> but like the idea of like switching fathers in and out does not shock me in any way. Mm -hmm. And also like, I know it's hard for them because fucking Brit looks just like Roxanne, like just, just like, like her. her. And, but- I also feel like here's here's where I'm gonna go off the I feel like Brittany kind of knew already. I bet I wonder if she suspected. I think she suspected. And I think I think this is a hard thing to keep a secret for this long. And they they still are around their relatives a lot. Um I know they're in Florida and most of a lot of the relatives of New York, but they listen, they they go deep with their family, like their Tia show up. And I just think some drunk Tia Yeah maybe said something when Brittany was like eight yeah like was, young enough to not like totally know but the memory's still in your head and you're like yeah, is that real yeah yeah i bet you i bet you're right that i mean here's the thing like i feel like no matter what my mom and i were in a therapy session talking about i would never be like is dad not my biological dad i don't think no, it would you come look into just my like head. him and well, yeah also time. yeah i mean i just know that's not but do you know what i mean like there's yeah. not i feel like you to even ask that question there already has to be a suspicion yeah when um they showed like because they bring uh uh her aunt, aunt. two yeah. aunts actually they bring a her mom's sister but then they also get her dad's sister and so like they bring and they show the pictures and everything mm -hmm. i remember the first time i met my biological father and i look exactly like him how strange it was to see someone who looked exactly like me. And I don't look anything like my family at all. Yeah. Um, they're all so tall. My mother's six feet tall. <laughs> like I, 
And How tall are you? I'm five five. If I'm feeling confident, I always so, imagine you to be about five nine. I feel five nine when I stand yeah. up to my husband, who's also six feet tall. I'm always like, "How'd she get up there?" I just, <laughs> I just feel very important. So why wouldn't I be the tallest person here? So, but my entire family, brother six seven, like my mm-hmm. entire family is north of six feet tall, and they're all dark skin. And to see my father, who's a smooth five nine and maybe five ten, and like we look exactly the same to the point where. Um, a correctional officer recognized me at my college orientation because he was bringing his child there too. And he said, do you know? And he said, my father's name. I said, yes, he's in prison. And he goes, I work at that prison. <laughs> and I and I became friends with his son. I went home with him for a break and I went to go see my dad in prison. Like we, it, we look so much alike. Uh, when I step on prison grounds, people immediately start saying his name to me as I get. So that was so like, I did feel that when Brittany well, saw that. Also, Brittany, the other thing is Brittany goes, it's the ghost picture. Like yeah. she immediately, and Rox is like, yeah. And Jen's like, huh? There's a picture of yeah. Brittany dressed as a ghost at Halloween. And there's a man in the picture. And Roxanne was always like, oh, that's a family friend. You didn't, It's an old family friend. We don't see him anymore. So yeah, yeah, I think there were inklings, but I still think finding out the truth, especially from like, Brittany could have asked a million times in her childhood and Rox would have been like, no, of course it's not your, of course he's your father. You know what I mean? She like, has asked, like not specifically that, but she has asked quite things about her, like her birth story and her life and stuff. And her mother has lied to her over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I understand that even if you have an idea, I mean, sometimes it feels worse when you like yeah. have an inkling of it and it gets confirmed. Yeah. Yeah. Cause this like thing that you've like assumed about yourself, but you desperately didn't want to be true. Now, you know, it is. And like, now you really have to deal with it. Yeah. And also the way she was talking, which is a thing that like, I talk about a lot she's like my father would have been in my life and stuff but i don't say that because i actually have no idea what he'd be like if he wasn't out of prison i might have never saw him once i like i'm real realistic about that shit but she her immediate thought was like he would have been in my life and she feels like she doesn't fit in with her sister and her mom so mm -hmm. she feels like there would be a person there that would like been there for her i mean it's kind of the classic adoption like trauma story you know where it's like this idea of this other that would make things better um how about when roxanne goes daddy loved you daddy was your father and i'm like so where the fuck is daddy but we both got pregnant and daddy just left <laughs> like rox is so weird like when she's saying that i'm like so where is he i feel like stuff happened with a lot mother. of stuff happened that they don't talk about on well, this they said they don't allow to talk about their business on tv they're literally on tv yeah. maybe if you were talking about your business team mom three would have kept going mm-hmm. yeah yeah things happen with that father that but isn't it weird how like little of a timeline or understanding we have a breeze life when yeah. it comes to her family yeah but it's because she she really wasn't on tv that long yeah but even like now like we I mean, we're hearing her in the new episodes talk about finding her father, but I'm like, can we get some details on this man? And like when he was around, what a type of father he was when he left. Like, we don't know shit. That's true. I I think that with Brianna, we got to Brianna, like, so with Janelle, we know everything, right? Mm -hmm. Because she was on the internet in the early days. Yeah, and she she wrote a book. 
Yeah. And Brianna hasn't done that and she should. Um, I honestly did make a, some money, but she probably I, got stories to tell. She's got so many stories to tell because remember when Brie came back to Teen Mom, a lot of people have, were under the impression that she was one thing. And <laughs> she, if you've been following her on the internet, you knew she was something different. Mm-hmm. Like her sleeping with Javi was not a surprise to me. Her sleeping with Chris would not be a surprise to me. None of that shit would be a surprise to me. Yeah. Her getting pregnant by Lewis and getting an STD from him, like all that shit. That's, I don't know. But I will say this Roxanne is a very typical of people, of mothers in my culture that really will be like, this is none of your business, mm-hmm. even though it literally is my business, but you don't want to tell me about it because it's something to do with like what you were doing at that time. And I cannot forgive Roxanne for this because everyone should know their own stories. Yeah, Everyone should be able to talk uh, knowledgeably about where they came from and how they got here. Yes. Yes. I thought Brie and Britt were good. I didn't, I wasn't like at the end, like, oh, they fixed their relationship. But I, I thought that they were good on the show. I'm glad she found out. I wish she mm-hmm. had found out on TV. That's wild. Like, and that was real. TV? That was real. The way that Brie was crying, like, that was real. The way Brianna screamed when she goes, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, but I think what happened is that Roxanne was prepped by production, right? They're like, listen. <laughs> we have been trying to they probably were looking for their dad that's what was going on yeah to try to bring him on probably i don't know um i will say that watching first of all all this whole group all got along very well as we're watching them at the pool and shit as yeah there was almost no fighting there was almost no fighting but watching brie and brit uh hanging around damon dash oh yeah i was like no get away from him damon his brothers loved Brittany. they do because they i mean listen they have a lot of sis yeah yeah they they probably still text (laughs) yeah but i had oh i also when britney's uh biological aunt came and was like we recorded your 16 and pregnant and would just play it i was like (gasps) (laughs) that's oh my god and i believe it because wouldn't you yeah, but also here's the thing. Brie and Britt are grown. And if she knew where yeah, they she could were, reach out. Yeah. Why, yeah, but they're, they're probably on Facebook at this point. Like I, 20 I do years not respect goes by. This. I like I don't know. I can just see how it's like we've all agreed to do this lie. And now I don't know how to undo it. I know. I was just saying this on Twitter, like people come up to me all the time and say how much Bunny looks like my husband or how much Sheeks looks like me. And I don't know who the audience is for that, but it's not me because I do not believe it is good or healthy to pretend. Like, I'm not trying to like pretend like I gave birth to these children. They're adopted. Everyone knows that. And I don't try to erase biological families because I think that's like, it's never been good. Yeah. Like, we should talk about you in a way that is uplifting and we should make sure you know your story and your people. And I cannot, there's a lot of things I respect about Roxanne and the way that she loves her kids and the way she she's there for Nova and how she'll go scoop up Devoin. Yeah, I, I think Roxanne does the best that she can. I don't think her bar is very high, but I do yeah. believe she does the best that she can. Yeah, but this, this was... these girls are like 20 and 21 or maybe 21 and 22 at this point and this is absolutely you had every 
chance in the world to do this before then. But then I guess you probably wouldn't have got a check either. So never mind. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Bam and April. Um, who shouldn't have been on this show? Like Bam needed to be in rehab. Every time I see a story about Bam right now, oh, it's bad. It's I'm not so closely. Bad. I'm not closely following it. I don't really want to closely follow it. I've had some people ask me to like cover it on the podcast. So I was like, honestly, like I'm just not diving into it. Um, it's but sad. how did they get Bam in that? house safely and have him detoxing off of alcohol well as safely. tiffany said you're the reason i can't have a drink <laughs> which i thought was like so fucking rude <laughs> like because immediately he says that they're like they're about drugs uh, drugs and alcohol um i don't know how they did it either i don't he needed to be in a detox center and then a rehab yeah i I don't know. Although their whole setup was very interesting to me. I know that he's from your area. Didn't he go to your high school? Mm-hmm. And like, and that uh, you know a lot about him, but the jackass people really stress me out. Same. I don't like pranks. I mean, same. I hate pranks. I think pranks are so stupid. You know I, I don't like surprises. I, I feel like these people definitely yell the N-word as a punchline. Of course they I, do. I, I think they're I I like if I saw them coming somewhere I would leave because I'd be like th- like something bad's about to happen. Yeah. So I'm not familiar with I I know who he is but I'm not but I'll tell you this he's the reason my kids don't have access to the cameras on their devices because you <laughs> won't be recording me while you're doing some wild shit around here so you can get famous on the internet. Oh gosh. Yeah. So Bam at this point is pretty deep into his alcoholism. His best friend Ryan Dunn had died a couple years before. I don't think they went into this, but I'm kind of surprised that they didn't mention that they he died because he was drunk driving. Yeah. And that I like know that. Like that is and he killed somebody else. Like there was a oh, passenger in the car. I forgot about which, that. Which they were at the bar together, you know, and like the guy willingly got in the car with him. Sure. Um, and there were plenty of times that I willingly got into the car with a drunk driver that I knew was drunk. Me like, too. <laughs> I, I don't think I ever unwillingly got it. You know what I mean? Or got into a car with a drunk driver and didn't know. So if Liz, I had we been are hurt, so lucky. I don't get me started. Every um, day I think about this one turn that I must have made because I was home in my bed, but sober, I didn't know. I, I had a hard time getting that turn. I think about one that I did like the second night I had my driver's license and I was already driving stoned and I almost hit a tree and I <sighs> turned it the last second. Um, And I, I was 16 and I still think about that all the time. But yeah. so like if I had died in one of those crashes, I don't really know if it would have, I mean, obviously it would be dead and that person killed me, but it's not the same as hitting another car. You know what I'm saying? Sure, like, still not involved in it. Yeah, because there was still an active choice that was made, right? Yeah. Like- yeah. But he killed himself and someone else. And you would think Dr. John would be like, he died drunk driving. <laughs> like, this is the consequence. Like, that's what you want. Yeah. He, but it- Bam, I think was, the sad thing about this is knowing how bad he is still. Yes. I think he earnestly wanted to get better. I think so, too. I I also at this point he has a he has a kid at this point too. They don't yeah. really talk about his. No, ex. It, does he have the kid at that point? I thought he did. 
I think he has one kid with the wife that he has like most recently. Oh. Okay, but that's so I'm mixing that up with the story from Dave because like every time I see a story about him, it is sadder and sadder. Mm-hmm. And I just think like you know, you know that thing that just came out, that voicemail from Biden to his son, the part where it's like, I don't know what to do, and I know you don't know what to do either. Yeah. That's what I think. Like I don't think anybody knows what to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's by the way, like I can't believe anybody's sharing that negatively, that voicemail. That is like the saddest fucking thing. And Joe I Biden can. is true. I mean, I can, but like Joe Biden, in my opinion, is at his best when he's being vulnerable and emotional because he's been through so much and he's really good at talking about his feelings and his like struggles and his life. And like, I mean, that voicemail, it's like so real. And if I was Biden, I'd be like, obviously, you don't want that out like for your son to get hurt. But yeah, he just sounds like a good dad and he doesn't want a third child to die. He sounds like a really good dad. Leah, he's had so much Bo had just died within like two years of that voicemail you know like it he just didn't want another kid to die and I mean Biden when he talks about grief I find him to be incredibly engaging like that is when he is yeah at his best I've heard stories like when I used to listen to Pod Save America a lot and they worked in the White House they would say like at the end of the White House tours like the private ones they would kind of end going by like the VP office and he would like come out and like bring people into his office and would like, like if it was like people who had lost children in Afghanistan, like he would be crying with them. Ugh. Like I, but and I totally believe that. Yeah. And you know, one of the most unnatural things in the world is to lose a child. You're yeah. not, you're, you're supposed to outlive your children. You're not supposed to outlive your children. And so and then you have to go to the rest of your life thinking about that. Yeah. Like, that's terrible. Uh, but when I see people, like, I think of, when I think about Delonte West, when I think about Bam and other people that are like, you can see them spiraling out in a per- mm-hmm. public way. Uh, I, that's what I think about. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, yeah. we don't have, like, we don't have answers like that. There's no, like, check, 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 nope. and everything will be fine. Nope. And Bam didn't have a kid at this point, by the way, but okay. um, he, April is so codependent and she's such an enabler, <laughs> yeah. but it like, it's so sad because she really does try her hardest with him, I think. And she does want him to get better. And I also think April was like, I kind of wonder if this was the first time Bam agreed to get any sort of treatment. And she was like, this is this is the beginning you know what i mean like if we can get him here we can like get him to participate in other stuff and it's just sad it there were certain points where i was like bam shut up because he was like talking about how his parents don't let him manage his money so he (laughs) he he trashes hotel rooms and he doesn't have any idea and maybe if he got to see the bill he would know the consequences and he would stop doing it i'm like shut the fuck up your parents manage your money so that you're not homeless also like you do a very good job of like vocalizing verbalizing what happened i don't think actually seeing the bill would be a step further like yeah. you know exactly what happened. or grow the fuck up and do the take take the reins back yeah it's your shit when he said when Michael Lohan was like, well, what did you do in that hotel room? And he's like, I wanted to paint. So I threw paint 
God. There is a really moving <laughs> moment a few days in where Bam admits that there's a bottle of vodka. Oh yes. In the in the room and that he hasn't drank it and he doesn't want to drink it. It's his safety bottle. Yeah, he's like I brought it with me cuz it's not slippery hub, right? Like Yeah. <laughs> they're not searching them down so much I don't think. And he's like I brought it with me in case I was scared of coming in here. And that it. once again is like a really real earnest moment in my opinion yep. and this is when i was like wow michael lohan's good at rehab because he was like yes that is so good i'm so proud of you you told us like i was like michael's good at this <laughs> yeah when i was having like the worst disorder eating i'd have safety foods mm-hmm. like the hidden things that like just in case just in case i couldn't handle it mm-hmm. i would just like go to this thing and so when he was talking like that's almost like a you know when i went to rehab and i was i had to tell my mom where all like my stuff was i was like well i think there's like two residue bags that are like in this thing in the back of my closet like like, just like i had like i had and i was like oh you go into my makeup bag like i just had shit everywhere because it's like you don't why did you have to tell her that is she cleaning out your apartment yeah well i lived with my dad at the time but i like needed her to get everything out of my room yeah okay for my like and i asked her to do it was she was she like surprised or exasperated or was she just like no 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 she's like okay where well no because my mom is sober and Mm -hmm. so she was like no you know what i mean like this was like that made it easier but like my mom is also just better doing things like that than my dad which is why even though I lived at my dad's, I had my mom do this. Um, my mom also like knows my things better, you know. Just sure, sure. And they Mark-wise. were broken up, so she went to his house mm-hmm. and got your stuff for you. Yeah, guys. they get along very well. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Very lucky for that. But yeah, and I was like, oh well, you need to look here. Oh, I have a straw that I would keep because the residues in there. So like, like I had like multiple, multiple places. Yeah, and it, it was kind of a bam moment in that I was like, I want you to take them out of the room. Yeah, I don't but want like, to be there. I was very proud of him in that moment. I understood how hard it is to be like, you have a secret safety thing and yeah. I'm going to admit it and, and have you take yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I think Bam wanted to get better. I do. I think that he was, first of all, just not in the right treatment. <laughs> he needed to go to a year-long oh. substance abuse treatment center, not filmed reality television family therapy. But yeah. I think he... it. I do think that he was like, I'm going to give this a real shot. Yeah. He, um, so when they show pictures of him when he was younger, I remember like, even though at that point he's, he's famous by the show, Mm -hmm. their pictures are showing, but I can see April's little boy in those pictures, Mm -hmm. especially when the, like where he looks like 18, 19. Yeah. Yeah. When he just started like pro skateboarding and he's cute, but he's he's young and he looks young. He's got these bright eyes and I'm Mm -hmm. like, I can see how much personality. Yeah. She sees her little boy right there. Yeah. And now this is, you know, I, I can see, I, I, I understood April a lot. Like, yeah. I mean, I've, talked about this a lot that it's really hard for me to criticize parents of addicts because when the fear of your child dying is very real you make choices that you wouldn't normally you know and like i i can i believe april's fear is very real well sure i mean and and she says that so he calls and he yells and he's and you know he's he's lashing out at them right because mm-hmm. that's the closest people to him and he's 
the the part you were just talking about where he's like let's like go fuck yourself like he's 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 blaming them and everyone in the room was like yeah you should let him do i'm like guys yeah i'm not saying put him in a fucking conservative ship don't get me wrong but also like are you not listening to him like they don't want him to have to be homeless yeah yeah they are and it's that thing of like you have to hit the attic let the attic hit rock bottom like yeah i understand that concept but also like i understand being like my son has made multi-millions of dollars like yes. we want to protect this for him <laughs> like yeah and like also if, if i was they, gonna say if the, something happens to him who do you think is gonna pay yeah that? and the margeras like still live very normally you know what i mean like they are not hollywood parents i don't think like right they also live in Westchester. I think they live in just like a normal house. Like, yeah, I think that they don't have to work anymore. Van financially supports them, but not in a Dina Lohan way. You know what sure. I mean? Like they were adults that have worked their whole lives. I mean, they were in their fifties when Bam got famous. Like this is not. Did they also get paid in a way that like Dina didn't get paid to be on set with Lindsay? Yeah, they, they definitely paid got paid because of, they had te- definitely did. They were cast members, especially yeah. by the time like Viva La Bam happened yeah yeah that was like but they had you know what they had raised two children they had worked their entire adult lives they were middle like true middle class americans Mm -hmm. and i think that they still are very normal maybe they drive like a nicer car than they did and live in a nicer house but like that house they lived in originally was nice you know what i mean like so i think it's just a different situation than a lot of people that like have their kids get famous but so i don't think april's doing it out of like we have to protect it for ourselves like i think she's genuinely like i cannot stand to see my son waste away 20 million dollars yeah when bam is talking about how he cannot stand anything anymore he doesn't want another car he doesn't want to be another person he doesn't want to go anywhere he doesn't he's done like like that was also very genuine like Mm -hmm. when the way he's talking about um he's talking about uh possibly killing himself is what he's talking about like he can't take another moment of anything there's nothing you could give him yes and i think that also expresses how ready he is for help because he's like you know how they're like you got to get sick and tired of being sick Mm -hmm. and tired Yeah. yeah and he was and it just fucking sucks to think how much worse it gets after this do you think so he so the it's the jackass stuff that or he was already bad before that because didn't he have to go to rehab they're like it's in part of his contract and he tried to that happened them. that happened a couple years ago so that happened yeah. after this they were doing the jackass three or four or five i don't know how many movies they've done but i mean bam owns jackass like that you know what i mean they came from the cky videos that uh-huh. he and his friends made that they just made and then were able to sell the VHS tapes of it. Then they sell the rights to CKY to MTV, which gets called Jackass. And like Bam owns that. You know what I mean? And so I didn't he, know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He his brother's actually in a band called CKY that is, I believe, a famous metal band. But mm. he and his friends just started making these video, these skateboarding videos where they were also like fucking around and doing stunts. And they went vhs viral essentially yeah and mtv bought the rights so he's always been an executive producer on jackass stuff and so with the movie they 
basically were like, you cannot come to set if you're drunk and you have to have a sober coach with you at all times. I think honestly, a big part of it was insurance because he was just so bad and he failed to to meet those conditions. And so they fired him from the movie and he sued because it's his movie in many ways. Like, yeah. Um, I think he lost. I don't know what ended up happening with that. Honestly, I think he lost because that movie did come out. Like they made the movie and it came out. Um, Do you think think they're genuine about how they feel about him? Yes, because a lot of them, first of all, have gotten sober. Yes. Like a lot of Steve-O is sober. He's one of his best friends. Brandon Novak is sober. He's like a a sober person. Capital S, capital P. You know, I don't Mm -hmm. like those. (laughs) It's just it's hard to be ethical that way. This it's he it's, he's not. He works at Truman Science. Whatever. He's he's like Mike. The situation like he's kind ooh. of ethical. You know what I mean? But okay. like he's selling treatment centers. Um, just be wary of anybody who's selling a treatment center. Is all I'll say about that. But like a lot of people in his orbit have gotten sober and want him to do better. A lot of them love, love, loved Ryan Dunn. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and they all lost him. And I think that they genuinely love Bam. I mean, Bam gave them a career. Yeah. Who would Johnny Knoxville be if he never got Nobody. Jackass? Nobody. Who would Steve-O be if he never got Jackass? Yeah. And how did they get Jackass? Bam. Yeah. It wouldn't also, be without, think, you know what I mean? Just watching him on the show, I think Bam is probably a very personable person. I can, oh. like his little Brad Pitt tattoo. It is, Yeah, he's funny. He's charismatic. <laughs> it's why those original videos like when got popular because he's like funny and entertaining and likable yeah and i bet a lot of people hearts are broken over bam like yeah and i think bam is kind of the worst version of all of them in a way that like Mm. they all drank they all used but some of them got completely sober like if you're steve-o you're novak some of them just grew up i think like knoxville and yeah other ones who just like you know they get married they have kids and it's like okay i'm still doing stunts but i'm not going to drink a fifth before i do that stunt like we did back in the day <laughs> yeah, and i like, think oh shit i gotta go home to my kids yeah and i think that's a really that's a very real scenario for a lot of addicts that like half their friends will get sober a bunch of them will just grow up <laughs> and like stop partying <laughs> and then the ones that yep. don't i think are kind of like it's like, this is the saddest version of us. And I think a lot of them probably feel like any of us could have been him. Yeah. Cause you, we've talked about this before about how you can be partying with someone for years. And then one day they just like got a job where they had to be up early mm-hmm. and they stopped. But then the other person was an addict. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, And it, you can't, I, I feel like you don't know which way it's going to go. I, I mean, see maybe- it in my <laughs> friends that I used to really party with. Like, yeah. I can, it's interesting because like I can tell the ones that still party a little bit, but definitely have grown up. Like one of them moved away, but she like, mm-hmm. still. it seems like, you know, on a Kate for long weekends, she gets with the girls and they go yeah. drinking and stuff. Some of them I know are still out all of the time. And I know they're still doing Coke because if yeah. they were doing Coke to drink that way when we were 25, they're doing Coke to drink that way when we're 35. Absolutely. There's no fucking way they're not. And they're still out all of the time. And I just find it really interesting that like, you can tell the ones that grew up and the ones that are alcoholics. Yeah, but sometimes the difference is like, I got an office job and yeah, they it's make just me like come at early. the right time. At the right time, you get out. Or like, I met this person and I started dating them and they actually don't want to go here all the time. So then I stopped mm-hmm. and then it just stopped. And 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 this is why I think people really want for addiction, they really want to have a reason, capital R reason, mm-hmm. because it's scary to think that like, it could happen there's either 
no reason or there's like 6 million reasons and you can't really predict. Yeah, that's really true. But yeah, Bam is just, it's sad. Uh, There is an interesting moment, a couple interesting moments from April. One where Dr. Jen's like, so tell me about your family. And she goes, you know, I had like five brothers and sisters and we never, ever, ever fought. Not a single time. And Jen's like, that's weird. Yeah. (laughs) And she's right. She's like, that's weird, April. That's not healthy. (laughs) Yeah. That's really weird. And She's like, it means you were all avoiding everything. And April's like, maybe. And then there is a moment in which they kind of talk about how Phil had really been into pranks. Yeah. And like, but like, I get it. It's like normal dad stuff in many ways. You know what I mean? Like it's such dad stuff. It's I, oh my God, I have such a clear memory of my, I don't know why it was just my dad and I trick or treating. We might've been with a group and we like broke off really quick and there was a man in my neighborhood who used to walk around with a chainsaw, but with like out the chain on it, like in a Texas chainsaw mask. Like, cause I lived in a really big like subdivision. And so yeah. like Halloween was a big deal and he would like walk around. It was like a name. We knew him. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, I, my dad <laughs> held me up and like was holding me and walking me to him like the chainsaw man and like putting his arms out straight. So I got really close to it and I like flipped the fuck out and I was like, take me home. (laughs) I demanded we went home because my dad would do those like type of pranks. But I think the difference is, is that when my dad saw me flip the fuck out, he stopped. Yeah. I think that's the difference. It's like, there's trolling your kids is funny. You know what I mean? It is, but they can't, I, I'm a firm believer. Like when I watch TikToks of people prank, pranks on kids, um i'm like of the mind like i've gotten to the point where i've been radicalized children shouldn't be on tv social Mm -hmm. media you should never film a child ever like but the fact is i still like those videos Mm -hmm. oh same i'm like oh children shouldn't be on tiktok (laughs) like yeah (laughs) like i'm gonna like every single one i see them like this poor kid love this let me follow it has to be very short like they can't be prolonged fear it has to be like yeah no i totally agree and i don't like i don't love like pranking but like i can see how the line gets blurred yes and i just don't especially in the 80s a dad in the 80s girl get out of here and so i so when we're talking about phil like first of all the fact that phil and april are like obviously in love they (laughs) fucking love each other he can even barely walk. He's getting older. He can barely walk. And they're like kissing on the fucking mouth. <laughs> yeah. They love like, each other. Okay. They're they're together. But he's laughing a lot through this thing. But that is such a dad thing to do. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And they were, and then dad encourages Bam to do it. And then it goes to the next level. And they do. They're like, why do you terrorize your parents, the people closest to you? And he doesn't really necessarily have an answer. And April's like, I've wondered that. And it, but at, at the same time, I'm like, April, you were a full participant. After that first fucking prank you tried to get on camera, you could have been like, get the fuck out of my house. I would have said that. But you signed contracts, babe. Like, stop. Yeah. You know, like, you were fully part of this. And it's because you let Bam do anything he wanted to you. So, yeah, it's not great that he picked to terrorize his parents. But at the same time, like, you know what I wouldn't do? Terrorize my dad. You know why? Because I'm terrified of him. <laughs> yeah he bam had no fear of his parents whatsoever no. and 
because he knew they wouldn't do anything. And I don't think kids should fear their parents. I I don't. But I do think your kids should understand clearly, like, who is the adult and how you're allowed to treat people. They should respect you. And they should, like, all my kids know I follow through. They know I don't say things just to be saying them. I will follow through. I will turn this car around. I don't have to go anywhere. Oh my God. My mom was the queen of, she would leave. I have so many memories of her walking out of the grocery store, like leaving a cart of food. I do that. I did that to my husband one time because he got on my nerves. I was like, guess what? Done. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. And where I, I was, once I remember I was supposed to get a donut, I was so mad. <laughs> so upset and but then it you know it was like the 90s so then my mom just started leaving us in the car oh yeah no one cares but like because i'm consistent i i think they respect me yes they know they they believe i they believe what i'm saying it doesn't cross their mind to do those type of things to you because they just know they can't yeah because i feel like get out of here bam knew he could do anything and they would laugh I also think like it's I'm a big fan of telling kids when they've crossed the line mm-hmm. like if someone hurts my feelings mm-hmm. I will say you've hurt my feelings mm-hmm. if you're being if they're being bitchy to me which is a thing kids do right there's sometimes my oldest they're, niece like, is like so bitchy sometimes I'm like what the fuck dude yeah there's, <laughs> they're just like where'd you get this attitude I will say I will stop and be like hey the way you're talking to me right now it's not like you like mm-hmm. me and I only hang out with people who I like and who like me. So maybe you want to take a break because yeah. I you won't want me to be talking to you like this, right? Because yeah. the truth is I could like end you. <laughs> yeah, I also really like, so when the oldest is being really good, I really like to be like, hey, this is so fun. Like I really yeah. appreciate it when you're in a good mood because it makes these days so much better. And I've been really trying very hard to be like hey good job today when your sisters were flipping out and you weren't like I know that can be hard like I really try especially with the oldest but with the younger ones too but especially with the oldest because when she's in a bad mood everybody's in a bad mood you know what I mean like of course she can ruin the day so easily for no reason yep and being with little ones and I yeah and when I see her like choose not to do it I'm like that should be acknowledged too you know yeah I have started telling some of them I'm like just last time I was there, I was like, you hurt my feelings. I told her I was straight up. And later she apologized for it. She needed to take it in for a little bit, but she apologized because I have feelings. Yeah. Do not. I I hate, I hate the idea of like raising kids in which that I'm some omni omniscient robot. Cause I'm not, I don't don't think I, I make mistakes. I don't think my parents ever talked about me, like hurting their feelings like that. Yeah. I mean, it's like like you're being, you're being bad yes me and my parents would go at it my mom oh. would go at it but she would be she would say i was being bad and not like because one of the things i used don't to do you was, dare talk to me that way you're being bad yes. instead of being like hey you're hurting my feelings i'm a person yeah. i have things to do i've had a long day of doing things for you yeah. and and i do want you you know it's fine but i want you like one of the things i would do to my mom because i was such a little brat is like you know we they would be on the phone all the time in the 90s because mm-hmm. like the Always. phone like they didn't have cell phones <laughs> so they just be on the phone and so i once i heard my mom tell a story she had to tell it to 50 people so now that she knew i knew the story if she started the story i would scream out the ending as soon as she started talking which is insane like why would i do that but i remember i would tell my mom i hate you and she'd go i love you so much oh i just love you <laughs> i hate you or i thought everything my mom said was stupid and so uh-huh. sometimes i tell her that because uh-huh. I thought I was smarter than she was. And uh-huh. I really wish that like someone had been, been like, like hey, that's mean. 
Yeah, that's really mean. And if someone talked to you like that, you would burst into fucking tears. Why yeah. are you saying that? But it's important that we like model things. And the thing with the compliments thing, mm-hmm. once kids understand compliments, they will give them. So now every time I see a child, they'll be like, you smell so good. You, your hair yeah. is great. They also <laughs> notice it within themselves because nice. I have noticed sometimes she'll be like, I was pretty good today. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, girl, you were like, because yeah. it, that means though that she's like paying attention to what she's doing. And she's like having a moment of clarity of like, I could be, I could act up right now and I'm not going to, and then reflecting on it later. Like, that's great. Yeah. And it's not like is... a braggy way, but she's like, don't you think I was pretty good? Like, she's and it's like, yeah. Validation from you. Yeah. I... Like, yeah, girl, you were. <laughs> I just like, but this is all a part of um, making sure that you talk to children like they're humans yes. and that you're also a human, yes. right? So that yes. means you have to apologize for your mistakes. That means if you break the rules, like you're running in the house that and yes. then someone says, hey, we don't run in this house, that you don't go, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> you, like it's you, you put them on certain, not perfect playing level, like you're not on the same level but like you open up your humanity to them and also theirs and it changes your relationship with them the other day the kids asked me how was my day i said listen i'm feeling like overly stimulated i'm afraid my to-do list is going to be done i don't think i'm going to do my my physical therapy i'm really worried these little motherfuckers start doing my to-do list they ran outside they started cleaning up the fucking backyard i heard them talking they're like just do I'll get the laundry. You do this. I did not ask them. Oh, I didn't threaten them. They just like, we just want you to be able to do your physical therapy. That's really important to you. Well, and they and, view your family as a team. Yeah. And they're helping me. And they think that I'm a person that, and that like, if things happen, like I need help. <laughs> so, yeah. and th- this is why people are always complimenting my kids about their chores and how much they do things. It's because they, they we're together and bam and his family, he i know he's got a sister is it a sister a brother a brother but i think that like the way they parented him like what we saw on tv is absolutely what he's been doing since he was 10 years old yeah for sure and it's just how like they and i don't think i don't they love him to pieces like i thought phil was gonna start crying Mm -hmm. he's tearing up and i just like but i don't they're very like enabling wasn't she making him drinks so yeah and then in the house she like her and dr jen have this conversation about how like she's not gonna enable anymore and then she's like who wants a smoothie (laughs) (laughs) but it it goes beyond enabling it's like that's how she makes herself feel good you know what i mean like and it's not just towards bam what about with the presents like she says she doesn't want anything, but then she also oh, has to lie. Oh, I'm right. Like, she said that she was like interviewed by somebody, I don't remember who, on a Mother's Day special. And they were like, What did Bam get you this year? And she made up a gift. Oh. But then, but then she was like, he was like, but she always tells me not to do anything. Yeah. But that's a perfect like martyr mom yes. type thing. Yes. But you say, Oh, you don't need to do anything, but she actually does have feelings that she does actually would like you to remember and do something nice for her yeah yeah i don't know i i think i think bam like his family really got to me a little bit because i just i could see everything that they were going through i was like yeah you know why because they had the realest issue and 
you know that they actually had a real desire to fix their relationship going forward. Michael and Dina had a real issue, but like, who cares? They never have to talk again, right? Like Brie and Britt, they had an issue, but like they're young, they're sisters, whatever. Sister Patterson in New York, that's a whole different story. And then I don't know what that was. We're about to talk about Dame Dash and his brothers. But once again, it's like, I don't, I don't really know how much I actually want to be in each other's lives going forward. But Bam and April like do want their family to get better. So I think mm. that like there is a real genuineness there that wasn't necessarily there in any of the other families. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I obviously, I, this goes without saying, but I really hope something changes for Bam. I hope that like, he's not on team Z running away from rehab every other day. And... Yeah. He's like in a conservatorship or something. And is he now? These... I don't know. There are all these like, f- uh, like free Bam stuff. And there's all this conspiracy stuff and like his, family is like come out and like beg people to stop making up theories but then people are like well they're not theories they're confirmed i don't know i have not dug into it and honestly please nobody message me i don't care like i can't (laughs) i don't have that the bandwidth to look into the bam stuff Um, yeah so so please don't message me to let me know about it uh okay let's talk about dame dash and his brothers who dame dash fucked his life up so bad that he had to be on this fucking show Dame Dash. That's pathetic. Absolutely thought he was too good to be on. She's like, why? Oh my God. I can't believe I'm here. I can't yeah. believe I'm here. How did I ruin my life so badly that I have to be on a family therapy show on VH1? <sighs> um, I don't know. Was this before or after he got arrested for child child support? Delinquent child support. This is I actually don't previous. know. Like he owed $400,000 in child support. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah this that was before okay so his brothers are there is one older than he is yes so there's the older brother jeremy okay and then the younger brother whose name now i can't remember but well, he's obviously you can tell he's young yeah he's really young he's 34 okay and is okay. in his mid-40s at this point and the the older brother looks older yes. um and they have different mothers. No, the younger one's name is Jeremy. The older one's name is Bobby. Okay. I looked up Bobby and I, I was like, I have more Instagram followers than Bobby. Why? So it's like, <laughs> they're, they're, they have the same dad and he, we don't really hear that much about Bobby's mom to Dame's yeah. mom, but Dame's mom, like Bob, their dad left damien's mom to get with jeremy's mom right like which dr jen hears and doesn't even get into i'm like let's stop here i want to talk more about that because they've had issues then since before jeremy was even born because dame's very loyal to his mother his mother died when he was 15 yes and his father wouldn't take care of him but he was taking care of the baby and it was like a really bad situation and it's like this is why Jen is clearly such a shitty therapist because anybody would be like, uh-huh, okay, let's stop here <laughs> because you hate his mother and that's an issue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, so like the but Dane, least... like loved Jeremy. He said he changed his diapers. Yeah. He, he loved him. But he's he said Rockefeller Christmas. and he's getting Bobby a job. And Jeremy too, right? Yeah. I think, well, I think, I don't know if he ever directly got Jeremy a job, but it's like everything Jeremy's ever had is because of Dame, apparently. Dame called someone. He yeah. talked about like watching Jeremy open like 27 presents and all he got was a book. 
at Christmas. And I was like, that is so fucking fucked up. Like, I mean, at the same time, I wonder if Dame was like 16 and no, he was 10. Oh, okay. That's extra fucked up. That's really fucked up. That's really sad. So their whole deal is that Dame, Dame is fucking an asshole at all times. And always has been. And always has been. Famously an asshole to everybody. To everybody. He ruined an an extremely lucrative career being an asshole. Yeah. Even now on uh, Growing Up Hip Hop, his kids hate him. (laughs) He appears on Growing Up Hip Hop all the time. Of course he does. He's a check. Yeah. To argue with Boogie, to... uh, He's got a daughter named uh, Ava, I believe. And he's like to try to convince her not to to testify at custody hearings like it's he's the villain of the fucking show a lot of times i mean think in 2016 beyonce's about to release lemonade in like the next year right or two beyonce and jay-z are like truly on top of the fucking world um Jay-Z's had like his total comeback by this point. Like he is everywhere. We're billionaires and Dame Dash is on a VH1 reality TV show. Like that's crazy. Yeah. And I, I, you know, their, their history is so fucked up that I was like, I don't know the, like the actual reason I tried to like look it up and it's so much shit. And I, I mean, it comes down to business and it also apparently Aaliyah is a part of it. Well, yeah, because Dame was sleeping with her when she died. Yeah, but apparently there was also uh, Jay-Z had also uh, had some sort of relationship with her. Um, the more I hear about Aaliyah, the more I'm like, nobody in her family gave a fuck about her. And I don't, like, I know people are going to try to come for me, but I'm like, she was take. I understand it was a different time, but she was taken advantage of by man, by man, by man, by man. No, it's so Dame was up. thirty. She was twenty one. He, she, he says they were going to get married. Yeah, I was going to say I have such a clear memory of watching him. Maybe calling into TRL. He was calling in somewhere right after she died, and he was like, "You know, not a lot of people knew this, but we were going to get married." And me being like, "Were they?" I. Listen, I mean, nobody can correct him. Did 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 one time they were fucking? He said, "I want to marry you." Yeah, but it, you know what I mean. Like it's something like that, and and I just like it. It just feels like he's always had an ego. He's a mean person. He's a type of person that's petty, and he really just like ran his own shit into the ground. Hmm. Hmm. But his family has depended on him. Forever. He is, he's the Tony of the family, right? His, he, he, yeah. He gets the job. He gets everyone their jobs. Yeah. He, and, and so for him that he feels like uh, they only care about him for that, but also he sees them as soft mm-hmm. because they didn't lose their mom when they were 15 mm-hmm. and have to sleep on the floor and have to sell drugs on the streets and, like he but what the fuck is jeremy supposed to do go back in time and be poor 
it's truly one of the most frustrating things. Parents do this a lot. Yep. When they grew up poor and they have money and then they're like, you're fucking spoiled to your kid. It's like, yep. yeah, because you spoil them. They, you're right. They don't know what it's like to struggle. Yeah. That's not Mr. their fault. Curtis has this problem. He, he, yeah. he hates that our kids are soft like cream cheese and they are okay. They couldn't mm-hmm. survive a day in my fucking childhood, but I'm like, which is what do you good. Yeah, you want to go show them how to sh- sell drugs? What do you want to do? Like, yeah, it's they- like actually, I'm really happy that we have kids that wouldn't survive in my family because that means they didn't have to develop yeah. those character traits to protect themselves. And it can be frustrating when I'm like, "What do you mean you can't do this?" Yeah, yeah. Or like, someone is crying. Like, one of the biggest things is, is all my kids want band aids at all times. Even my 12 year old. Like, yeah, he's too old for that. He's too old for it, right? But like, why am I giving you a Band-Aid because your toe hurts? That's not what Band-Aids are for. And it's frustrating, right? But like, I don't believe my mother bought Band-Aids. Yeah. (laughs) Like, we just, you had to like, not bleed on her couch and like, figure it out. And so I get it. I I understand that wanting to do that, but it's, it's ultimately, it's a good thing. They will have things you never thought about and- we cannot go back in time and make Jeremy's life terrible so you can feel better about him, Dame. Like, yeah, that's, exactly. That's weird. When he called him not a man, he's like, I don't speak to yeah, you. Yeah, baby. He, he says you're a baby. A boy. He called him a boy. He's oh, like, right. Which is extra bad, I feel like. Yeah, it's there's like racial components. To yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he's, he's, he goes, but you're a boy. And so I don't even speak to you because you don't move like I move. You don't yeah. speak the way I Which speak. Which is hilarious. Dame is like sitting there being like, they don't know how to do like I do. And I'm like, you mean like destroy an empire? Yeah. Because yeah. you blew like hundreds of millions of dollars from where I'm sitting. <laughs> yeah. And there's also like rumors of him being like a, a huge creep in terms of women and I'm sort sure of things. I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. Like he wasn't allowed to be around Beyonce because jay-z was busy grooming her so like <laughs> people don't want to talk about it can't talk about it also you know part of that is that black children always seem other people have a hard time figuring out how old they are mm-hmm. they assume that they're older and mm-hmm. so a beyonce at 17 people were like yeah she's like 27 yeah but she wasn't <laughs> yeah. by the way isn't it wild to think that it's possible beyonce has only ever had sex with jay-z like she probably it's, had a boyfriend she had sex with before then, but Beyonce, it's very possible she's only had sex with Jay-Z in her entire life. I know. And I understand that he is um, I bet you he is incredibly charismatic. I mean, listen, he moves to the world. I and power on someone is like Yeah, very sexy. and I mean he also came into her life when her daddy was really fucking things up. Yeah. Yeah. She loves him to pieces she fucking loves him. she loves him and like i'm you know what I was surprised not on the line on the liner notes for renaissance she wrote something like a thank you to her dad for teaching her everything she knew i was like she Beyonce must be in a good place <laughs> she must be i mean i think i actually think she's in a place like their people are theorizing that she's not going to do another album but you know how people are with their faves like yeah but honestly I would not if be renaissance surprised. is her last that's a good one to go out on it's so fucking right. good it's it feels so like she good. like has done what she wanted to do she always talked about wanting to be like like michael jack there's nobody like a michael jackson uh-huh. anymore just because the world's different yeah but she is very close to yeah. like that type of stardom for sure and no one makes albums anymore like she really yeah so if this is the last one i would be like okay 
I mean, it's, I was not sure she'd ever be able to top Lemonade after that terrible joint album she did with Jay. Um, that Stop was so bringing bad. your friend Beyonce. We don't like him. Yeah, that was, <laughs> what was it on the run or whatever? Like, yeah, it was not know. good. Um, and I was like, I don't know how you ever top Lemonade because it's just like a Magnus Opum, you know? Like, it's just yeah. so good and personal. But Renaissance fucking killed it. It's, it's so, so fucking, fucking good. good. And I was saying like, so I associate Mary J. Blige with cleaning on Sunday mornings because that's what my dad would play. Sure. My kids are going to hear Beyonce in the future and be like, oh, yeah. let's get cleaning. Oh, <laughs> that's so funny. That's up. But she loves that dude. And I think that that was also becoming a thing when Dame and him were separating. Mm-hmm. Um, people yeah, were also it was around that time. Yeah. People were also saying that he had a moral objection to uh jay working with r kelly but i don't believe that's true there are people that are like i don't believe almost any men ever feel that way no nobody at that time i mean we knew exactly what he was and people were still stepping in the name of love yeah i mean yeah i don't i don't believe that to be true because how many fucking known abusers and rapists was dame dash working with besides r kelly and i know that like there's an Aaliyah connection there, but I'm just also when he's talking about Aaliyah, I'm like, Aaliyah died 15, 16 years prior to this. Yeah, he's like, Well, you know, my mom died and my girl died a couple years ago. Couple yeah. years, you had you got married after that and had kids, and then you're married again. What? <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. I, he just I found their whole, I don't know. I thought they were the weakest link of the season for me. Um, I will say I really liked Jeremy. I thought he was really charismatic. He was really, I liked watching him interacting with people. But as far as like their story, story, I was kind of like, whatever. And then Dame's like, so yeah, I just need to like look at the way that they're looking at things. Not the way that I look at things. Like just one day he was like, you know what? I will try. And that was it. Before he was like, I'm never trying. I don't care fuck them i don't even speak to this boy and then the next day he was like okay sure whatever yeah i love that dr jen was like we have a family in real crisis coming in i'm like these are three grown men who can live independently of each other and they do and i think bobby the older one really is all for like i don't want to fuck with none of you like yeah i'm done with it yeah well i think bobby and jeremy get along yeah but they're like 20 years apart in age i think so it's just different probably i know and like the fact that they all have the same shaped head kills yeah. me are there more <laughs> siblings i think so i mean i think their dad was just out here spreading it wide and laying papa was a rolling stone yeah but i i understand like he's on here for a check it's the same reason dina is on here because there's yeah, no way i would ever agree to be on a although show with i mean i love i love on these celebrity shows when you can tell who is more important and who had a better agent like dennis rodman didn't have to share a room on celebrity rehab yeah. dame didn't have to share a room on here like he's like yeah. nah i'm not sharing a room with anyone I'm not sharing. <laughs> i'll just leave i don't care yeah, he's like no 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 i'm already behind on child support he's yeah. not gonna make a difference yeah you, he definitely so did s- it for the chat but i See, don't know it's it's hard for me to be like there are they in crisis because look i i'm not saying adult siblings can't be in crisis i'm not right. saying that but like when you're three independent adults that live independent lives, mm-hmm. how in crisis can you really be? And also, Dame is ne- like 
Do I think Dame is still an asshole? Yeah. I think he talks to them yeah. exactly the way. He acts like he gave birth to them and the only reason they have clothes on their back is because of him, which is sort of true, but it's also not directly true. Though. Yeah, it's sort of true, but also like it sounds like Jeremy had a great mom that still loves and supports him and that he's very close with. Like, yeah, because Dame was like, your mother pays all your bills. And he's like, no, she doesn't. I have my own house. He goes next door to your mother and he's like, yeah damn that's a good thing he's <laughs> jealous his mother's yeah dead. it's and i can't he believe jen didn't asthma get, attack i can't believe jen didn't get more into like this so obvious mother thing between jeremy and dame that did not exist with bobby at all yeah i think she was too busy chasing sister passion around yeah house. i think so but it's so obvious like how much dame hates jeremy's mother and yeah, Jeremy was like, it's actually a good thing that I'm close with my mom and I can take care of her. <laughs> like, yeah. And like, the older I get, the more I'm like, yeah, why not live next door to your mom? <laughs> like, if you could swing it, shit. <laughs> like, yeah, if you get along. Yeah, just... Oh, and Jeremy was mad at Dame because Dame was a movie producer, which I was like, was he? But I guess he's produced 20 movies and didn't put his actor brother in any of them. And Dame <laughs> just goes... Well, I mean, you're not from the street. And Jeremy's like, I'm an actor. Yeah. Actors act. And Dame goes, mm, they were indie movies. <laughs> what can I ask you a question? What do you think? Do you if Stacy Dash and Dame Dash are in the same room, what happens? If who and Dame Dash? Stacy Dash. Because <laughs> they are cousins. Right. I mean, I they probably say hi. I doubt yeah. he really cares that much about her shenanigans. Yeah, you're right. He's probably like, I he like you think he's Dame probably does, like I don't mind Trump either. You know, like yeah, he's like I'm he, not trying to pay taxes. He probably actually has no idea what's been going on with her because he's not on Twitter. He doesn't watch the news. Every now and yeah. then, someone goes, "Stacy's doing some wild shit." And he's like, "Really? All right." And like, he seems very self-centered. Yeah, everything's about him and how it affects him um yeah like but them hanging out around the house they seem fun yeah yeah they like and when they were like laughing and having fun i was like this is fun yeah i think they probably added a good element to the dynamic of the house but not necessarily on tv sister patterson said they were thugs as soon as they came in she was like they're black men here basically (laughs) (laughs) like she's like they're black men that are here like yeah. and Tiffany's like, oh my god, that's Damon Dash. Oh my god, mm. and she's like, he's not a thug. Like he's a record producer. And Sister Patterson's like, thug. I'm like, Trump okay, Donald dollars. Trump. Like, <laughs> like um, literally, like it, that. She didn't even. They were. She saw them for one second. They just walked in. Yeah, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if Sister Patterson uh, votes outside of her interests. <laughs> so- I mean. I don't. I doubt she votes. She probably You're says right. of the devil. Is she Jehovah's Witness? No, because she believes in crystals and auras and shit. Oh, right, 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 right. Jehovah's Witnesses don't fuck around with that. I had to live with some Jehovah's Witnesses for a while. I was living with a boyfriend and his grandparents, and they didn't have cable when they lived out in the country. They and let you want- live there and sin. Sure did, but I mean, they, we can stay in the same room. We just could go there in the middle of the night. Got so, it. Got it. And also, the the grandmother was. Uh, dementia was set again so mm-hmm. sometimes she would forget who i was and think i was an intruder but so oh, i was no. in this I house she didn't shoot you 
uh she threatened me with a knife once uh, <laughs> i had to go fishing because i was like please don't leave me with that lady because she's gonna forget who i am about halfway through the day and so, like, so i'm sitting there it's country they don't have any cable i have nothing to do most of the time and a magic show comes on tv i'm like oh something for me to watch and she just walks by and clicks off the tv and goes that's the devil and i was like oh because you know i love tv and i just could not watch tv at all you're like this is my family <laughs> yeah it's like you guys this raised me have some respect it, it was so hard i couldn't watch any of the mtv t- uh, reality shows i love to watch it was terrible and that's what i think of when i think of jehovah's witnesses her just clicking off that fucking tv and ruining my life that day so, so I don't know that Sister Patterson is a Jehovah's Witness. I think she's more of a um uh evangel uh like evangelical, but like not white like yeah. the other ones. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, so I do think though that on these group dynamic shows, there is definitely a value to having people that are good in the house, even if they're not necessarily good on TV. Sure, sure. Um, I think they brought out like the conversations they would have between each other was also mm-hmm. good. Uh, I I didn't know New York could speak that softly. Yeah. Right? All the reality TV shows she's been on. You know, she was like going back to her room and she's like, we gotta Google. We have to see what Dame is doing. Like, is this worth it? Like, should I be <laughs> trying to pursue this? I mean, she kissed Flavor Flavor oh, in the mouth. I mean, the minute he came in, he like gave her a hug and like kind of cupped her waist and she's like oh he wants to fuck me (laughs) (laughs) then she finds out she's pregnant yeah and he probably did (laughs) Tiffany's beautiful why wouldn't he fuck her who fuck like and we don't have anything else to do yeah i think they actually this isn't like big brother house or even the mother daughter experiment where they have i don't think they have stationary cameras and no we didn't see their rooms like at all unless there were camera people in them i don't think yeah so like the cameras go down in a certain hour yeah I don't know who fucking knows. Yeah. But overall, I enjoyed it. Me too. It took a little more seriously. Like even the theme where they're all in black and white and playing that sad music. <laughs> that is was, so funny. <laughs> I was like, why? It, it felt oh, like it belonged wait, to a different show. I really actually liked, okay, they took these pictures. It's such bullshit, but it was actually interesting. The pictures. They took the pictures because they had a body language expert come mm-hmm. in to look at pictures of the family in the past and then look at the pictures they took without, they just thought they were doing like a promotional shoot. And I do think body language experts are like bullshit artists for sure. And she's like, I work with the police and blah, blah, blah. Like me, no care. But as far as like what what you're telling me is you've wrongfully convicted someone. Got it. Exactly. (laughs) But in like this situation, it's really interesting because like she was, I mean, with Bam in April, she was like, guess how many pictures you're touching Bam out of 50 pictures. And it was all 50. And then, (laughs) oh my God, we forgot to mention this. April was outside like hysterical and she's like i didn't know that i was like this because they were like this is romantic with your son and april was like <laughs> fuck like you're right oh my yeah. god oh my god and it was just interesting the way that they like used this photo shoot like look at where you're standing because it's not there's no consequence to this body language expert you know what yes. i mean like no one has to go to jail yeah and she's she was also very funny i was like get her tv show <laughs> she was really <laughs> funny she's like i need therapy too i'm not a therapist i'm fucking crazy like she a was long island body language yeah expert. <laughs> she was really making me laugh and 
in a situation like this, I do think there is value in a person like that that mm-hmm. can kind of come in and just honestly point out the obvious. Yeah. But in a way that like people are like, oh my God, that is true. Yeah. No, I, I thought when we talked about how this show takes more serious itself more seriously than marriage boot camp, um famously marriage boot family boot camp is like so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. The the time that they had Jim Jones and Chrissy put on those suits and had dogs chase them down. <laughs> what therapeutic. <laughs> that is scary. my favorite these moment. Are, oh. These are real like attack dogs. Somebody who didn't Brandy have to go to the hospital? Brandy hurt herself. But the funniest part is so Jim Jones is a grown ass man. He goes, no. No, he goes. <laughs> Wait, who who said no? They weren't doing it. Oh, Chrissy mom. and mom, right? But Chrissy says she is going to do it. And when they take off running, the dogs all jump on Chrissy and leave Jim alone and dogpile on her. And I was like, they drag, they drag them to the ground. <laughs> like this is traumatic. I I love dogs, and I would have been terrified. No, I would be like, I'm not doing that. I I, I would say the same thing because I just. I know that they're trained, but like things happen. It, but this is what marriage boot camp or family boot camp will do something like that and just be like, this is therapy. <laughs> and you're like, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. But this show tried to do things. I know, although I, like you said, the, um, what is it? The house where you beat everything up and stuff. Like, yeah, obviously no, nothing therapeutic was. No. Like, yeah. Yeah. No. Princess, you want to tell everyone where they can find you? Yes, guys. I have a podcast. It's called By Pumpkin. I do vintage reality TV, niche vintage reality TV. Right now I'm doing Mother Daughter Experiment, colon, Celebrity Edition. There's only one edition. I don't know why they wasted the letters on that. But I get to talk about Courtney Stodden, Kim Richards, uh, Char Jackson, Heidi Montag. Uh, ooh, I run LA, Natalie Nunn. I only okay. remember her name if I say I run LA first. <laughs> and so I, I get to talk about these people um, and I'm having a really good time. We're doing, um, or I'm also doing a bonus episode on that Bling Ring documentary this week because as you and I have the same thing, it's hard for me to watch things where I know more about than people are talking mm-hmm. about it. Because I was like, I'm so sorry, you guys, that just found out about this thing happening through this terrible documentary. But there are some things I do want to talk about. So that'll be on my Patreon. So if you guys want to follow me to learn more about, I don't know, my fucked up childhood, you should follow me at Okay Then Princess on Twitter or on Buy Pumpkin Podcast on Instagram. Yeah, that's me. Well, thank you so much, Princess. Anytime. I had a good Bye. Time. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Solid Listen Network. Find me on Instagram at feathers underscore pod.